And, and one last thing that I want to go. Yeah. The only way you're ever going to get Josh to not support Donald Trump is to tell him that, that Donald Trump personally certified his plumber. Yeah. <laughs> that might do it. <laughs> Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. I've been traveling light to reach my final destination. That I am back in town. You better tell them to beware. Where they may go, or they might try to hide. I'll follow on and I'll be there. So tell the girls that I am back in town. And if it's true, I do not know. show podcast appreciate you being here today i got a little a uh, little different uh, song change up this is from jj johansson called so tell the girls i'm back in town has a very kind of weird interesting vibe to it i heard it last night i was watching that tv series um the the, the gemstones we were talking about last yesterday Roger gemstones. Uh, yeah man it's got really good like really really good like i just the production the storytelling i was like this is actually a very very interesting um television show because you know it starts out with Danny McBride and it's got its own kind of like uh Will Ferrell um uh what's the other dude that always uh, John C. Riley kind of vibe to it like well I'm gonna do it well you better not do it I'm gonna do it so but then it just it takes on this weird evolution of like really good writing really good storytelling that Sheila and I were on the couch last night going what the hell is happening this is like really good now this is like went from a comedy to a full-on drama that just really pulls you in I feel like uh and there's three seasons of this and if and, I have to and, watch it, I I haven't. I will say the only downside: there's a lot of decks. 
There's a lot of dicks in this in this series. I don't. It's HBO, you know. But uh, it's like there's more dicks than boobs. It's like every episode you get to see a penis, and it's like, what? Uh, why? Even women are like, I don't want to see that. Like boobs for women? Yeah, cool. Boobs. Everybody loves boobs. They look great. But then it's just like a bunch. The other thing is a bunch of fat dudes' dicks. That's the other part. And so I'm I'm sitting there kind of like, who hires these people? Like, how do you audition for this? Like, uh, my name is Jordan. All right, Jordan, go ahead and pull him down. Let's see it. Let's see it. Um, and it's got to be embarrassing. That's a good looking dick guy. <laughs> That's a good looking penis. That's a very good looking penis. We should definitely hire that guy. Um, it's crazy, but it's so good. It's really good. It's a very good movie. Oh, man, I seem to have pissed off a lot of people yesterday about my whole uh, Sound of Freedom thing. And then uh, I'm going to be talking about Jim Caviezel today. And here's the part about it. I don't fucking care if you don't like me. Uh, on Facebook, people were kind of like, oh, man, why are you criticizing? We sh-? And I, I knew it. I knew it. You had this one stupid thunder cunt who gets on there. He's like, maybe we should be skeptical of you. <laughs> oh, and there it is. There's McCarthyism. Question anything. <gasps> well, maybe we should just be investigating you. Investigate away, bitch. Go right the fuck ahead. I got nothing to hide. Go for it. And that's what I love about these people. You cannot, you cannot question anything. You cannot have an opinion that counters uh, outside of the right-leaning norm. <clears throat> My question was, though, why is no conservative media covering the fact that Tom Ballard or Tim Ballard is no longer with uh, Operation Underground Railroad? Why? Because I've read the articles, and it's because of ethical complaints against by his former employees against him, and he stepped away. Something's going on. Something is going on. I actually reached out to him to invite him on the show, too. I would love to have a sit-down conversation with him on this, because I feel like, look, in the spirit of transparency, people have a right to know. That's where their donor money is going. Sure. They, they want to know. But that's what I love about that. Now, it was received by a lot of people, which I do respect, saying, you know, you're right. We should question it. I just don't think we should be throwing stones. It's like, no. And this is what people don't get. Questioning, to them, in their mind, is throwing stones or attacking. Accusing somebody, saying, you're stealing, that's different, versus saying, look, these are some red flags. And I do want to remake the argument here. Um, when you're paying yourself over half a million dollar salary, your family members are getting paid upwards of $300,000 on salary, and there's multiple. There's some red flags there. Sorry, that's just the fucking truth. But now I have to go back and rebeat a dead horse. I just feel like there's a lot of questions that should be answered. But anyway, um, uh, Jim Caviezel. Over the last 48 hours, apparently Trump did something with him to, to go to a screen, a private screening of the Sound of Freedom or something like that. And so Jim Caviezel has been tweeting. And for those that don't know, Jim Caviezel is a hardcore QAnon guy. He will admit this. You go listen to a lot of the interviews he's done. It's it's QAnon. It's the whole where we go one, where we go all stuff, all that bullshit that we saw like prior to, I think, 2015, 2016. I'm not sure. And so um, Trump does this. And we're going to get to this article because Breitbart's running with this now. But Breitbart, Fox News, none of them will run any counter arguments or and I shouldn't even say counter arguments. They will not run any articles on anything regarding something that could be viewed very skeptically towards the Operation Underground Railroad. And I did a lot of dig. I did even more digging yesterday. And there's a lot of stories that are not matching up. There's a lot of testimonies coming out against this organization saying they're making claims of participating in operations they weren't involved in or rescuing things or children they actually didn't rescue that border patrol actually did and they're taking credit for or local police departments then they're taking credit for so i feel like yes people should be aware of this people do need to ask questions and you know if you take that as a personal attack you're right ahead and here's the beautiful part about it i posted some of these jim caviezel tweets on my instagram because i use my instagram to reference for the show so i can just pull up the articles and instantly you have these fucking retards out there 
And it's it was basically, let me just, let's get straight into it. Jim Caviezel, uh, the first article <clears throat> is, this is from Breitbart News. Jim Caviezel calls Trump the new Moses, going to save children the likes of which you have never seen. What the fuck? Now, now listen to this. This is crazy to me. Hollywood star Jim Caviezel has, and this is, you know, when you have Breitbart write this article the way they are, they put it in a very positive spin. A very positive. I'm sorry. Jim Caviezel was not Jesus Christ. He played him, which is awesome. Good for you. But you are not Jesus Christ. Now, Hollywood star Jim Caviezel has praised former Donald Trump, calling him the new Moses, who is going to save children the likes of which you have never seen. I'm, you see, it's a grift now. It's a grift. It's a lie at this point. It's using a movement to run a political ad campaign on. And I'm like, going to save? What? what? Was he not saving them already? In his first case? Like, I'm tired of this. I am so sick and fucking tired of this. People are using good trends to achieve power and political gain on. It's become disgusting. And I know all politicians do it. But it's just fucking pathetic at this point. If DeSantis did this, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Um, this is what he tweets out. <clears throat> this came out to us um, July 20th. So that'd be yesterday. He tweets out, this is from Jim Caviezel, President Trump is going to save the children the likes of which you have never seen. You might even say he is the new Moses telling Pharaoh, quote unquote, world cabal, to let the children go free. Mr. President, you are the new Moses, but I am still Jesus. Winky face. What? You, the, the world, who's, who's the world cabal? Is this is there a massive global child sex trafficking thing that we don't know? And look, sex trafficking thing we've seen come across that southern border. We know the cartel does it. I think even our own politicians are in bed with it. But I don't think this is world cabal. I think it's multiple different entities, which I've, I've talked to several law enforcement people. It's like, yeah, it's like you have to find them where they're located. And they're still, they actually run them in America too. Yeah. They're all over America. But there's not this united world cabal. This thing has just gotten so far out of hand with this conspiracy theorism bullshit. It's the same as drain the swamp. No, there is corruption. There are corrupt individuals that are working together. Now, if you want to call that the swamp, that's fine. But then they make it take on this whole uh, almost evil deity, if you will, and say, so we have to fight Satan. And like, okay, yeah, I get that. I understand this. It's like, But I feel like a lot of this is being, you're, you're clouding the waters here. Trump is going to save kids the likes of which you've never seen? What the fuck are you talking about? Trump isn't doing fuck all. He didn't, I mean, maybe he did in his first four years, but like, why is this now surfacing? I think shutting down the border and yes. ending that, yes. that way to yes. get into the country and, mm -hmm. you know, do these illegal activities mm -hmm. was a step in the right direction 100%. for sure. And then the shutting down a lot it, of though, these- I, uh, I don't agree with, but yeah. Like uh, having Backpage shut down. Remember Backpage? Big- prostitution thing the oh, guys yeah. got busted yeah. with yeah. the jail all that stuff yeah. i think that's a step in the right direction yeah. and i mean all that stuff ultimately leads to sex trafficking so. well uh, you see that's a slippery slope argument though now if we want to ban prostitution i mean it's, okay so hold on so by that by that logic except then, in las vegas oh damn it i said it again by that same token fuck i gotta stop saying that <laughs> from andy priscilla's show if you watch you'll know what I'm, you know what i'm talking about um no, because then by that same methodology of thought, we should ban alcohol for drunk driving. If we ban something based upon a negative byproduct of it, then we're not going to have anything. So you if, think prostitution should be legal? 100%. It's your body, your choice. Now, I don't make that argument for abortion because that's not your body. That's somebody uh, yeah. else's body living inside of you. It's not necessarily just the prostitution itself, but right. the fact that kids are being yes. no, of course trafficked that. Yes. into yes. this life. 
But you can, but that's, the same, that's the same premise of making the gun violence argument. Guns should be legal. You should have the right, but people are getting murdered by guns. So if we go by the negative, uh, after, I shouldn't say after, but the, but the negative aspects things can be utilized for, I mean, name me one thing in existence that is used just for good that does not have a negative spin to it. Social media, yeah, news, right? Exactly. So we, I don't feel like it's justified in banning something based upon the, the people that use it for evil. I, I can't agree with that because that's still freedom of choice. Um, now, I don't agree with the sex trap. I don't agree with any of it. And yeah, it should be fought. Those agencies should exist to combat said things. Yeah. Yes. But prostitution at its core, you know, I've never hired a prostitute. I have no need to hire. I'm, I'm good looking. I have a large penis. So I don't need to hire a prostitute. But it's like if that's and I don't condone it. Like I, I the, the difference is I'm just not going to go out and whore myself out like a lot of these e-thoughts do. But the same, you know, the same thing still applies of it's a choice. If a woman or a man wants to have sex for money, why can't they? Yeah. I agree Again, with that I point. I don't agree with it. I, I don't, I don't that, condone uh, it, but still, it's the freedom, and we don't. And, but I think and that's the where the child sex trafficking yes. gets. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But this probably the most horrendous thing that yeah. any human being can do. Yeah, absolutely. Or vote Democrat. I think it's one of the same. <laughs> equal. But no, I just I feel like what's going on right now. The QAnon shit, man, I preach this stuff. Man, I told you, motherfuckers. I told you for years. I fucking sat here and I said the QAnon bullshit is going to come back to taint the right and bite us in the ass. And that's exactly what it's doing now. The more that Jim Caviezel tweets, it's like, dude, you need to shut the fuck up. You need to shut the fuck up. But that wasn't the only one. So would you compare them to, like, Antifa? No, 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 right. no, no. See, I, I wouldn't say, it's, but it, it's, it's it's the same token, though. You're talking about one that has actionable violence, and the other ones that are rooted in such extreme levels of conspiracy theory that you're covering up the actual truth with your bullshit. That's what I think is people take advantage of good-hearted people who just want the right thing to be done, but right. you have these idiots who will They're grip off of it, it yeah. and be like, "Oh, by the way, yeah. well, I think QAnon was a massive grip. I think there's people out there, and here's the thing: Trump never denied it. Trump used it to his advantage to get votes. When he did the uh, the one interview with that lady, and she asked him about QAnon, he's like, I don't know. I, I don't know about what are they against uh, <laughs> pornography, child yeah, exploitation, yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm I mean, if that's people, what you're against, I yeah, mean. Fair enough. But, well, okay, so hold on now. Then we could say those that actually worship the spaghetti flying monster in the sky, as long as their motives are good, they should just be... What? Yeah, I don't Normalized? Care who, who, I, I, I don't, don't care who they worship or whatever. As no, long I'm as not they're saying like, that. But what I'm saying though is, if, people. is, is what I'm saying is, I cannot sit there and say that we are on the same side when that side is rooted in putting a posturing a man over God. When that side is saying that God has influence and is like using President Trump to do, it's like, okay, hold on, wait a second. I just feel like that's very blasphemous. I feel like it's very disingenuous to the Christian religion. I think Donald Trump is nowhere near the same as Moses. Uh, and then the idea of like, he's going to save the kids like you've never seen. It's like, there's a lot of January 6th people that would like a word on that one. I'm just going to come out and flat out fucking say it. Now, I'm not talking about the J6ers that actually went in and invaded the Capitol. I'm talking about J6ers that didn't even step foot in the Capitol that were prosecuted, who I've spoken to, had their lives destroyed. Where was Donald Trump on that? But now we're going to say, like, I'm sorry. I just I feel like the actions do not align with the words and the claims. I don't. Because we've already seen people that have been abandoned. But hey, let's drop an iTunes song two years later. And fuck, there we go. Now we're doing our fuck out of here. Oh, oh. And if you actually go read on Donald Trump's donation page, you're going to see the split in the ratio of what's going towards legal funds and his campaign. Go see for yourself. I'm not even going to tell you. Go look for yourself. So when you donate to Donald Trump, you're now donating to his legal fund. Uh, no, you're a fucking billionaire. You got the money, bro. You don't need it from me. And you idiots that go out there and you donate to this stuff. It's like, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I'm over it at this point. But what I love, though, is Jim Caviezel also tweeted this out. It's on my Instagram, AA Savage Show. 
And here it is. He says, um, Mr. President, uh, SOF Movie 2023 jumped in box office numbers after we visited you at Bedminster the other night. We are going to have an incredible weekend because of you, sir. Moses told me it's okay to unretire his jersey. Says you can wear it for the rest of your life. Love, JC. Probably getting a little too wrapped up in his character. Uh, well, I'm, I just, I, I know that it's figurative, but even still, it's like, dude, what the hell? Like, they, I I'm mean, sorry. But then when talking you, about Jesus Christ, you were like, I'm Jesus. I'm you're Jesus like, Christ. I'm kind of like, character. yeah, you might want to watch it. Tread carefully on that one. So when you put these tweets side by side together, there's something off with this dude. He did play a good Jesus, though. Oh, he absolutely I thought, did. I thought that was a great movie. But I'm just sitting there sitting, watching, and I've, I've, I've listened to some of his interviews, and I'm kind of like, this dude is weird. Fucking weird. That's what I'm saying. Question everything. Question fucking everything. But I do love how Breitbart, when you read this article, praises Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel, the uh, subject matter expert, because he played Jesus Christ, says Trump is just like Moses. I, this is what I love about the right. And I'm going to, dude, I'm going to piss you off. I don't fucking care if you like me or not. I love how the right will sit there and say, fuck celebrities, blah, 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 until you get a celebrity that agrees with you politically and then you elevate them. Now their opinion matters. But if they're not, if they're a celebrity on the left, fuck you, classism, just because you're a celebrity, blah, blah, blah. Then Jim Caviezel comes along. Oh, my God. Christ incarnate said Trump is the same as Moses. And I'm sitting there going, this is just retarded. I'm sorry. This is the dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, the sad thing is there's people that'll do that. They No, they will. And those are the ones I'm talking about. And then, you know, Trump is going to save the kids like you've never seen. I love this. And this is the thing that just really bothers me. It ain't Trump. Stop giving Trump accolades and start actually putting that focus where it justly belongs. The men and women that actually volunteer to go out there and do this every day. I, it ain't don't Trump. You, don't you think that's what he means by Trump? No, I really don't. I really feel like, dude, when you actually, when you watch the body language of these people. It's the same thing with the border, right? Yeah. It's the border agents can do their job as long yes. as they're not restrained not by that. the U.S. government. But so how, I think much, that's how much do you see these celebrities actually giving credit where credit is due? I don't see any of them hardly. There's a few that do. I will give them props. But when we talk about overall Trump, Trump as the epicenter of everything negative. Yeah, I mean, is it really Trump actually putting in the groundwork? No, Trump just blesses off, signs a piece yeah. of paperwork, and those people go to work. That's those true. people are deserving of that recognition. Everything goes to Trump, and it doesn't even matter if it was the same. I don't care. I don't care who's in charge on this one. But I feel like when I see the constant elevation of Trump and making him akin to Moses, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, yes, it does taint everything that you do and the people that associate with you willingly. I'm just I'm, I'm calling it like I see it. Dude, the QAnon shit is fucking dangerous. It is dangerous. This is where the whole conspiracy theorism comes from and jeopardizes things like the vaccine that we did question that we said, oh, that's more conspiracy. Theory. No, no, no. There's a difference. There are the whack jobs like Conviesel. And then there's those of us over here going like, wait a minute, something's off on this. And we get we get lumped in together. That's the problem. Although the left is going to do everything they can do to discredit the right. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, dude, this shit's getting ridiculous. And then, of course, you go look at Trump. He makes a post about it on Instagram today. Bam. As soon as he goes and sees the movie, this is what we're going to do. Okay. All right. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get elected. I really don't. But even still. Well, John, you just don't want to see good things happen. No, I don't want people to get, you know, fatted off the idea of a fake sacrificial calf that's not fucking real. And then no action actually happens. And people don't get that. They don't realize that. 
Instead, they just see it as, well, maybe we should investigate you. Fucking go right ahead and be my guest, motherfucker. I don't care if you like me or not. Oh. I think Jim Caviezel's fucking crazy. I'm sorry, I do. And I'm like, bro, when you sit there and say, ah, whatever. I've, I've, I've posted the fucking tweets. I've brought the receipts. I've laid them in front of you. And you can go read the comments on my Instagram. I got to the point where I'm done arguing with you stupid sons of bitches. A lot of you, you get it. I under, I love the fact that you actually have your eyes open. You're seeing this through clear vision, your clear eyes, clear glasses. But some of you other motherfuckers, you instantly deflect and try and trivialize. One motherfucker I booted off my page. It's like, I bet if Trump was bra- like praising shell shock, you'd be singing a different tune. It's like, really, motherfucker? Really? I kicked him off my page. He's like, no, fuck you, bro. Of all the motherfuckers out there that you want to accuse of selling out, you're going to come at me, bitch, me? I'm the motherfucker. If Trump, I don't give a fuck if Trump sit there and said he'd buy steak in shell shock. It doesn't mean we compromise our beliefs and our values. And when the fuck have I ever done that? Because the problem is with you stupid sons of bitches, I will sit here and I will bring you the fucking receipts. And the guy even says, I agree with you 99% of the time. Then what the fuck changed this time? Because if I'm bringing you the physical fucking receipts and saying, look here, motherfucker, look, look right there. Well, you know, and you deflect and you try and minimalize something because you're trying to defend something that you believe in. And what you believe in is clearly misdirected towards the man and not God. That's the issue. I bet and the guy has his profile. Jesus lover. You're a fake Jesus lover. You want to sit there and justify and rationalize blasphemy? You be my guest. But it also tells me that when it comes to like an actual preacher, you don't take correction because you know you're wrong. You are no, you know you're wrong. Moses told me. Figurative or not, that just comes off wackadoodle-ish. I'm sorry. It really does. And the dude just needs to stop fucking tweeting. He's just, he's an idiot. He's an idiot at this point. Ah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But God forbid if you criticize it, well, you must be a pedophile lover rooting for evil. You fucking McCarthyist retards are just ridiculous. Ah, I love that you think independently. John thinks independently. Oh my God, you thought independently. I wish you'd make up your mind. And you know what? While we're on it, let's just piss off the rest of the crowd today. I'm on one. I don't really care. Frontier Coffee Company. Love them to death. No, no beef with them. But they posted some stories about those that are posturing right now saying they were forced to take the vaccine. Now, Before you get your panties in a knot from what John is about to say, get the dick out of your ears and fucking listen, motherfuckers, because I'm telling you right now, I have no patience for you idiots. You were never forced. Forced implies you were forced to get that vaccine. You were held down. It was forced into your arm and you were injected against your will. That's the definition of force. Not the actual definition, but in this context, you get where I'm going with this. You were put in an unfair position. You were said, they told you, either you get the jab or you lose your career. I am not, first and foremost, I am not condemning anybody that chose to get the vaccine. I'm not. What my condemnation was is it should not be forced. It should be medical freedom, autonomy for all of this. That's not my issue. I've never looked down my nose when people say, hey, John, I had to take it. I got to put food on my table. Man, I get it. It was bullshit they put you into that position. I get it. I am not looking down my nose at you. The people I do look down my nose at are the same ones in that group. I'm not saying they all do it, but the same ones in that group that are now saying I'm a victim because I was forced. No, 
You were not forced. There was a select group of people that were put in that position and they put them up against the wall and said, if you do not get the vaccine, your career is over. And they said, I believe in my cause so much, I am willing to sacrifice my career for the freedom to choose. You had thousands that were kicked out of the military. You had hundreds of thousands of businesses that fired people left and right. And instead, they chose to stand up for what they believed in. And you want to sit there and tell me that being you took the jab, you were forced, and now you're in the same arena as them? No, the fuck you're not. You absolutely are not. How dare you try and minimize those that literally stood up in the face of the opposition and said, no, I will not take this jab. Fire me, and I'm going to figure out a way to put food on on the table for my family. And you're saying you're the same as them because you chose to get the jab? No, sir. Absolutely not. I am not trying to downplay the difficulty of that position that you were put into by any stretch of the imagination. But what I will say is that when you take it a step too far and suddenly start making these claims to try and justify why you did it, nope, doesn't fly with me whatsoever. You are not the same. But we don't even have to go into that positioning of one of the versus the other unless you force that. If you bring that up, then I'm going to refute it and say, no, I'll bat this right back at you. You're wrong on this one. But as long as you know what circle you're in, that's fine. And I respect it. Well, John, that's just me. I don't give a fuck if you like what I have to. Next time, how about you grab your balls and fucking choose to stand up and take the fucking sacrifice? See, what you're wanting right now is to posture and position yourself with actual people that are heroes in my eyes unsung heroes and you're trying to say I'm the same as that no you're not no you are not is it unfair absolutely but that's what sacrifice is that's what standing for what you believe is is and you didn't do it so don't you dare sit there and say you're the same as them because you're not I will call you out every single fucking time and Frontier Coffee Company sends me all the messages they're getting well my job pressured me well that just means you caved to peer pressure I mean, what? I'm not going to wipe your fucking nose and slap you on the ass and tell you good job for fucking caving. I'm not. I'm just going to simply say, I respect your decision. That's fine. I am not condemning that. But don't you cross that fucking boundary and say that you're the same as the people that actually sacrificed, had to go find new jobs, had to start all the way over, had to fucking uh, mortgage all kind. Of, like, no, absolutely. You are not the same. You didn't sacrifice. They did. There's a massive difference. And don't you dare try and trivialize and minimize what their sacrifices were. No. All right. Uh, I don't hate people that got the jab either. Don't take it this way. This is a select group of people that are sitting there trying to say, and I hope I've made that perfectly clear because there could be some fucking retards out there. Be like, wait a minute. No, you had a choice and you chose. Okay, cool. Got it. Fuck. One of our own got it. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) He still got COVID. (laughs) He got it twice. Yep. But the point still stands. Like, look, I, and it sucks. It sucks that they put people in this position. And I'm not the one that's forced this, this conversation. It's those motherfuckers. It's the whiners and the criers. And I, you know, I, I even posted on my Instagram story. I get in DMs. People's like, John, you're right. I was like, I, I regret it now. It's like, hey, man, I get it. I get it, man. But I do respect the fact that you're not trying to say that you're, you're like, you sacrificed. You didn't. They did. You did not. Yeah. Hate me all you want. I don't fucking care. It's it was a terrible position to be put in anyway. Yes, it hundred percent was, and I still think think we can all agree on that. Absolutely, but it's just those that kind of want to sneak under that little the the divider 
And you know, and here's the thing. I don't even see it in that way. I don't see people as you chose to get it. You chose not to. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, people are, even Trump before he left office did a PSA, you know, encouraging people to go out and get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that was a good idea. Nope. I mean, even to this day, he yeah. still campaigns on. He's a father of warp speed. I mean, he even he brags about it. And it's just like, bro, you were part of the reason why we have inflation. Yeah, you he, helped aid in the shutdowns. Did, I think he did good things. And, yes. uh, you know, he did some shitty things. You but know, as, you you're know, never going to have a perfect person yeah. that's running the country. I but like it, what he it, did uh, financially for the country and down at the border and these, you know, some of the other things. But if you were willing to cave on something like that, of that magnitude, of that importance, and you chose wrong, I don't think I can trust you again. Not that we should ever trust a politician yeah, to begin with. I, I, don't, I don't trust anybody 100. Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. When he's running when on he that came out with it, I'm like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, I'm not getting that shit. She's like, Yeah, <laughs> like hell no, fuck no. And, and, then, and when he came out with the the PPP stuff and handing out yeah. money there, I'm like, that's a terrible idea. It's going to because uh, this thing's going to fade away. a lot to our inflation. Right. So I, I don't think that was a good, but I, I again, still find it funny how all those Democrats though, when Trump got the ball rolling under Fauci on this one, they're like, I'm not getting that jab. And then all they yeah. did was change positions in the presidency. Like Biden took yeah. Trump. And then it's just kind of like, You're a bunch oh, of I'm get it now. It's like, it's literally the same vaccine that was experimented on. I mean, yeah. minimal time. He wasn't way. back there making it himself, <laughs> you idiot. I know. Oh, so you're telling me that Trump didn't make the vaccine? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So you're telling me Maybe Trump did. didn't rescue those kids. It was somebody else that he's saying, Okay. I'm seeing some consistencies here. Folks, you can hate me all you want. This is the way I think. You can disagree. That's fine. But don't you ever come at me sideways and say, at least I don't back up my shit with rational thought. I do. I 100% do. <clears throat> so that being said, it was a shitty situation. I do love seeing the lawsuits now. I think yeah. a lot of you people that did take the jab should turn around and sue your employers. I 100% think you should. Yeah. I said Take that like two him. years ago. Yeah. I'm like, when are There's the lawsuits so going to come yeah. out when people yeah. start suing these people, their, mm -hmm. their employers for making them, yep. you know, make the uh, the mm -hmm. choice to either stay Medical or discrimination take, is what yeah. it was. Medical discrimination. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. That's what they deserve. 100%. I we hope they never bankrupt those motherfuckers. Get that money. Get that bread, King. Do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> Jim Caviezel. What a crackhead. Good Lord. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I, I just feel like we need more people out there to say that we need accountability. We need transparency to make sure that the actual victims are getting the help you're promising that you're getting them. And, you know, I've already said this. When we start seeing these conflicting reports, if you go on the our website, dude, I have scoured the Internet. I cannot find anywhere where it says any of the profits from this movie are going to human trafficking. I haven't found any. I found where the our organizations say they're doing the pay it forward to where you can get a free ticket to go see the movie, which is great. Yeah. But it's still like, but where is the money going? That's what they did at the end of the movie is Jim Caviezel came on and asked people to buy a ticket for somebody who maybe couldn't afford a right. ticket. Like, well, maybe make it for free. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's just like, let people see it free. Yeah. You made your money back. And here's the other thing. Somebody <laughs> brought up a very good point. And the Jim. amount of money, the amount of money they have raised since their founding back in 2015, 2016, they could have it cost them 15 million to make. Right. They could have made this movie on their own and profited way more. But instead they took in they took in investors. And I'm like, again, some, I don't know, something's off. Something just feels weird about yeah, this. Stuff like that isn't I don't think that's really out of bounds. Finding no, 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 no. I'm not saying out of bounds. I'm just saying, though, that if you look at it from an economic or a, a fiscal perspective of saying, you know, the ultimate goal is to drive in more donations to help the cause. If there's a more effective way, say, for example, you actually, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
financing the movie yourself. Because when you take on an investor, you're giving them a percentage. Right. So you're giving a percentage of that profit, whether it be 5% to, I don't know. So it's kind of like with the success of the movie, you're, you're essentially asking them to gamble on you. Mm -hmm. But if you take the gamble on yourself, your profits are way higher than giving people a cut. But, you know, and, you know, to be fair, let me push pause on that. Maybe they didn't see themselves getting the notoriety that they're getting now, potentially, hence why they wanted to instead have a gamble. I can respect that. But these are questions that are just kind of like popping in my mind. They're like, something's off on this. I just feel really weird about this. And I know every time I get that feeling, years down the road, it comes back and I'm 100% justified. I saw this with QAnon. I saw there's a lot of different stuff. And I wish I had people that I could go back. I should start taking screenshots and saving it. And then going back years later, like, look, motherfucker. No, that, that would just be living in a... Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with Mr. Car Crazy here in the kick chat that... No, he's stupid. Yeah. Fucking... No, I'm playing, 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 Yeah, Caviezel believes in what he's doing, although he's... Who, okay, he's, but so did Hitler. Crazy. So what? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, a little bit crazy. doesn't justify anything. Yeah. I believe in what they're doing. So did Hitler. I'm not saying yeah, they're the like same. I'm just to help saying, kids. But having a to... belief does not justify insane rhetoric. I'm sorry. And I love the comment, you're getting me riled up again, motherfuckers. You're getting me riled up. The most common argument I had with people on Facebook yesterday was the fact of probably people were talking about, I brought up the fact that this this Tim Ballard has been making, he's a millionaire now of this nonprofit. It's like, oh, God forbid somebody makes money rescuing kids. It's like, you trivialize this so much. But, and somebody's like, yeah, 1% of what he brought in. It's like, it's actually more than that. I'm just bringing him up as the main one. He had family members on salary. It's like, there was a lot of people getting rich off of this. Is that the, because in my mind, it's like, look, if you've got this big pie and this pie is donor money. And by the way, don't forget, his expenses are all paid from the organization. He has no bills. So there's that. Secondly, secondly, when you have this big piece of pie or this big pie, and that pie is, say, for example, $46 million. And of that pie, the slivers start getting taken away of overhead operational expenses that we don't even know what they actually are or to the extent of. They're just giving us roundabout figures. There's a lot of gray area in there. But then of said pie, you're pulling in three to four million for just the top three or four people. And that's not all of them. Do you start seeing how this eats away at funds that could have been better spent at saving children? But I love how they try and rephrase the argument. It's like, I don't think half a million dollars is too much to ask for. Really? Are you kidding me? I have never heard of opening up a nonprofit organization to get rich off of. Because if you Joe do. Biden's economy. And not... <laughs> Yeah. It's more like making 80 grand a year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shit's getting hard up, man. You fucking can't make them millions off. I'm sorry. And you know, people are gonna say, but he does good things. And this is this is how it's said, this is how slippery this argument is, and people just do not get it. They do not get it. And this is how, and I'm not accusing Tim of doing this. I'm just saying I've seen people do this, especially in the veteran world. You will bring on something that is good at heart. Rescuing kids, absolutely. Veteran suicide, abs not that it's a good thing, but like trying to combat it, absolutely. So you get these people, I'm not talking about Tim, I'm talking about these grifters that come in there and they will use this and draw in donation money, do a little good, but take a lot of money for it because they're getting rich off of this. How do people not see this? How do they not get this? I did this with Active Heroes. I saw this with Grunt Style. We saw it with Wounded Warrior. We saw even all these local, I think 22 Kill was one of them, I think. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But God forbid you ask any questions. Well, I should investigate you. 
Be my guest, bitch. I'm not afraid of you motherfuckers. I never will be. I'm not afraid of the fucking social media mob. I never will. I mean, my God, have you seen me? Have you seen the shit that I say? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Yeah, half a million untaxed, by the way. Untaxed. Untaxed. You, is it untaxed? It's a 501c3. Absolutely. But he's still, that's a, you still pay Oh, he'll pay, pay taxes, taxes on what he pulls in. Yeah. Absolutely. But the money comes in tax free, which right. means they get more money to keep more money. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but if then, he's giving if he's making five hundred thousand, then But what is he writing off? Yeah. And well, I'm other, saying that he's, yeah. his income still gets taxed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, yeah, what I'm saying though is that generous. But you can still have <laughs> fuck no, they're not. But I'm saying is like because even for Shell Shock, we have the truck that's wrapped, so right. we can write that off. Right. They do the same thing. Yeah. But it's kind of like, so how much of your personal expenses are now attributed to donor income money that you are not being taxed on that you're using for personal expenses? Honestly, uh Fuck the IRS. No, I, I, don't well, care. I, I would, I would, damn it. I would pay I them not, as stop, less, stop. least money I, not, thought, bro, I am not saying I condone the that you have fuck taxes. I'm with Shakira. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, you see, here's the deal. I think there should be a 10% flat tax. I mean, we, we have to have taxes. Let's let, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. There are, there are certain things that we do have to have taxes for to fund certain um, organizations that do benefit Americans. I agree with that. Now, I think there's things that we can change about that, like a voluntarily based tax, like access to public services such as fire, all police. If you want to pay this 5% tax every year, you get access to them. And if you don't, well, it's kind of like insurance. If you if you need it, they'll still provide service, but at a much higher rate. So then you can able, you're able to actually fund a lot of these positions. You can minimize a lot of the actual corruption that goes on. And it's like, and you ultimately have the freedom to choose. These this is a terrible idea. This is terrible. <laughs> You'll be forced to pay the taxes. Forced to pay taxes. This is terrible. Idea. I, but I do believe that we do have to have taxes. But again, you know, even yeah. George Washington, you know, whiskey, all that stuff. But it's a fact that it's over taxation, overly taxed, because now they are taking so much money and throwing it away on like drag shows over in Guatemala where they're all like fucking, Arriba! look at the penis on the guy. Hey, hey. Like, I don't give a fuck about this. I shouldn't be funding this. So, <sighs> yeah. And I'm not, I am not trying to fucking attack Sound of Freedom. It's a great movie. It, it, good for you. I'm not trying to attack it. I'm just saying, I'm very curious where that money's going. Just very curious. Hopefully to something. I really do. Yeah. I, I hope good things come from that. I hope actually more kids get rescued more than ever. Yeah. But I just feel like when we are blindly making these statements of world cabal, but I'm like, dude, uh, you know, just like we talked about with the documentary, Give me some fucking names. Give me some people to be allowed to look right. out for. Look at these things to start getting, but that didn't happen. It was just fictional. What makes me think that there's so many people in government involved is because Jeffrey mm -hmm. Epstein was murdered and there's a book of people's names that mm -hmm. for some reason it won't be released. Now explain something to me. Why did that Trump, makes me think there's a, a world cabal of sex trafficking? I wouldn't say a world cabal. I would say there's world leaders involved in that one little pedophile ring that got caught. I think there's probably more than just that one pedophile ring, don't you? Oh, no, no, I, you I'm not saying. I'm Andrew saying. I'm talking about that's a big one right there. But I'm saying there's, there, dude, there's got to be hundreds upon thousands of these. I'm just saying I don't think they're <laughs> all interlaid so. because if you think about this from a criminal organization network thing, if one gets caught, you're all gonna get caught. So what do you do? It's you like break a, it up, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not working with those motherfuckers. If I'm running drugs, <laughs> wait, wait, nudge, nudge. If I was running drugs. I'm going to keep my organization as small as I can because you have less chance of narc. You have less chance of getting caught. But when you are interlinked with multiple criminal organizations, you have a very high percentile of one folds domino effect. You're all going down. Well, just so I don't like think the... there's this massive world cabal. I think they're operating on their own. But when Jim Caviezel says the world cabal, I feel like we are we are sitting there taking a, a shotgun 
to a target that needs a a, a seven six two. It's like you're going wide. I want pinpoint precision. Then right. I maybe you know maybe this is just me kind of overthinking it from a military standpoint of saying like, look, when we make these generic statements. It's like it's casting a fishnet, but you're not catching anything. But when you make pinpoint accusations that are back with receipts and proof, then you start taking these motherfuckers down. Yeah, I would That's, think. I, I think maybe it's just the methodology. Should be on Epstein and that whole. I mean, when you have presidents, why? And Hold major on. Now, now, let me ask CEOs. you this. Let me ask you this. That happened under Trump, right? The yeah. Epstein thing, right? Why didn't Trump get involved? Why didn't Trump appoint special prosecutors to go investigate that shit and saying, I want those fucking names? Well, let me call him and we'll get him on the podcast. I'm just, bro, as viral as that shit was, as big as that shit was, folks, you say ask questions. You say keep your mind open, bro. I've got my mind wide the fuck open. I'm asking myself, why I mean, didn't Trump and his administration get involved in that? It's interesting that he got caught under Trump, right? But up until his administration, he had been roaming around free still, you know. But, but at the same token, though, where's that black book? Where's that black book? Where is it? We ain't never getting them names. I mean, we ain't, again, here's the other thing. They think there's, we're stupid. Trump had affiliations all, all with Epstein, sudden, too. All of a sudden, the cameras didn't work mm-hmm. and the jail cell. Mm-hmm. The guards I, I, were I, yeah. asleep or whatever. Like, yeah. But I do on. know that Trump did have, a, uh, he had affiliate, he was affiliated with Epstein. And there's also information out there that True. he kicked him out of. Yes. And I'm not saying that Trump is guilty of this, but when we start talking about opening up our, opening up our minds to corruption at the highest levels, then yes, everyone becomes suspect. Everyone becomes a potential. Um, yeah, if it came out that Trump was a sex addict, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, when Trump says you can walk right up and grab him by the pussy, I'm like, okay, hold on now. There's some things here that you're getting some very, look, I'm sorry. When you, when you look at women in that capacity, cause you are so rich and you've just won at life. I don't think the rules apply to you in your mind anymore. And you can just walk right up. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, does, when you're rich yeah. and you're famous, mm-hmm. you can do whatever you, women 100%. will let you do. It. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm that saying. That was like, the conversation is like when you're I, rich and famous, you can do whatever you want. You 100%. can even walk up to a, you can grab him by the pussy mm-hmm. to include anything. Yeah. Anything. So I'm sorry, but there is not a single motherfucker that is exempt from suspicion on any of that. There's just not. I'm, I, I, dude, I think there's, I think there's way, this is like the iceberg effect. Locker room talk. <laughs> you, you think that Trump didn't fucking grab with it? Come on. Come on. Yeah, I think the guy's a sex addict. Absolutely. I mean, but I, I just, I feel like this is the iceberg effect. We're seeing a little bit of what's on the surface, but I think underneath there is so much involvement in this, especially in the political spectrum. Yeah. I feel, and so when people talk about Trump's not a politician, no, bullshit. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. They he all deal with are. politicians all of his life. He knows yeah. how to get what he wants exactly. from these guys. Like, don't say, I love how people try and justify and rationalize how Donald Trump is so good for this country because he's not a politician. Okay, so what actually is it that makes a politician a politician? Not just by station alone, not by position held, but by the tactics they engage to achieve getting what they want. Trump is no different. No, that's what's the art of the deal. Politicians do the same fucking thing. Same fucking thing. Yeah, I just want uh, whoever's going to make the taxes as low as possible. That's why I want to be president. Who is ever going to keep yeah. us out of proxy wars? That's who I'd like to have as president. You Let know, me ask you this. Whoever's going to put America first. I, just, that's I gotta, I want I gotta ask this because I feel like people are letting Trump get away with making very stupid um, statements. They're not questioning on it. <clears throat> Do you generally feel that Donald Trump? Yeah, I know that you get that look in the face. Like, here we go. Here we go. No, no. I love the fact that I am not in the hot box on this one because I feel like this is something that a lot of people want to to not really address. But do you really feel that Donald Trump's claim that he could end the war in Ukraine in twenty four hours holds up? Uh, I don't think he could. I don't know. I don't think he could. It'd be interesting to see. 
I would. Do I, I mean? Think, do why I think Trump could do it? Yes. I, Russia invade Ukraine under his presidency because they were afraid. All right. Why is China? Yeah. Thinking about invading Taiwan right now under yeah. Biden because Biden is weak. They have he's a weak, broken. But this is what people are not thinking about, though. This is what people are not thinking about. Trump says he could end the war in Ukraine in 24 hours, unless. And here's a part that I'm, I'm very curious about. How are you going to do that without bombing? Trump said, if Putin invaded Ukraine, he bombed Moscow. Okay, there's some things to unpack on this one that people are not thinking about. If Trump bombed Moscow, that's a direct violation of NATO. And here's the reason why. Ukraine is not a NATO country. So now you're attacking, not because we have an alliance. I mean, we did with Ukraine back, and I forget what it was actually called. But the fact is, they are not a NATO-based country. The fact that we've committed so much to helping a non-NATO-based country, it's like the only thing we've not given them yet is actual combat combat soldiers, which I think they're already I think they're already over there, quite honestly. You know, <clears throat> if he does know how to end the war in mm. 24 hours, he probably should do it now then. If he's got uh, the secret, think, if he's got yeah. the secret recipe that could end the war over you know, there I think right that's now, more in line with how he so would he have could, access he wouldn't to be able to call, uh, yeah, Vladimir Putin up yeah. and talk to him on the phone or talk. No, to I think that would be. I think that's more in that line. Stuff. Like if he's president, he has access to the government, all this other stuff, like imposing. I think. I think it's, it's more what he's talking about. I don't think he personally has that power. I don't think he's got like a PP tape of Putin and he's like, hey man, if you do, if you don't do this, we can release the PP tape. I don't think it's like that. I think it's just more that he would actually weaponize the government in a way that could say, look, we are going to come after you, yada, yada, yada. And But, you know, that's what I love about this is just kind of like, I feel like we're speaking in generalities and people are buying that as the gospel. And I'm kind of like, I actually want to see an action plan on this one. I mean, yeah, when a candidate's I mean, running for office, you go to their website, they've got their plan and their positions on a lot of the, like key issues out there. I'm not seeing that with Trump. If he I'm not even seeing that with DeSantis, quite honestly. You know, DeSantis is uh, tied for second now with Vivek Ramaswamy. Depends on which poll station you go to, but yeah, absolutely. But again, in, I, I, know, I think Ron's on his way out. Potentially, yeah. yeah I, I've right. said from the get-go, I think I think Trump is going to take it. I don't think Ron is going to be able to muster enough of the, uh, That's why the I think voter base. But even, still, though, I, but even still, hold on. Historically, every fucking every time we go into this, in which it's, it's so rare that people forget, we are so early before the primaries, the polls don't fucking matter. People are using polls as gospel right now. How many times have y'all been like hoodwinked by this? What was the polling running up to fucking 2020? What was the polling running up to midterms in 2022? It was insanely good. And what happened? That red tsunami was a red fucking teardrop. That's all it was. So if you want to keep buying into this whole thing of 2022, yeah. Yeah. We were polling. Everybody's like, oh, there's going to be so many great, so many great positions. Shit happened. Yeah. Shit fucking happened because people bought into the polls and they're like, well, I'm not going to go vote. Eh, whatever. That's what happens. Motherfuckers get lazy. Polls. And we even had that one guest who represents that Alex douchebag talking about polls are very inconsistent. They are very inaccurate. And nobody wants to believe it. I'm just saying. I did see the article about Trump today. Apparently his trial is set for May of 2024, right before the elections. Oh, isn't that convenient? Yeah, it's crazy. Old school hits. He says Ron supported the Vax 100%. Yes, he did, but he also did a backtrack on that not that long after. So let's go ahead and add it all together, though. And also, the freedom of speech he signed in Israel is because of anti-Semitism that existed in Florida. And that bill basically said you cannot go on private property and intimidate people for political purposes. I love how people will generalize things and not really get into the specifics on the actual details. Then it changes the whole fucking definition. But there's a reason people don't go into that. Why is that? 
man, y'all keep fucking them, throwing them at me and I keep fucking hitting them out of the park. I mean, and that's what I, I got into it with a lot of people on the internet on, on this one. Do you think you have the right to trespass on somebody's property to post political flyers? I don't think you do. That's private property. Yeah. Or for the sake of intimidation. And the fact was, it was a representation of the anti-Semitism that is growing. Also on the right, targeting people. He signed it in Israel. It's historically okay. Got it. I'm not a big supporter of Israel, but I see kind of like why people would take that two ways. Like, oh, it's, it's him supporting the Jews. But I do love how this guy will sit there and say, Ron signed in Israel. Trump moved the fucking embassy to Jerusalem. So if you're, and it, it sounds to me like you're kind of like hitting or like want to be like, well, why are you supporting the Jews so much? Trump did too. But you don't bring that up. Why is that? And here's the deal. I think he should have moved it back to Jerusalem. Yes. I do. Every president before him said they were going to do. 100%. He did, did make it. good on that. But they will not bring up that aspect, but they'll attack Ron DeSantis. But you won't attack Trump for the same thing? Huh. Weird. At least have some consistency in your thought process because it doesn't make sense to me. I am on fire, baby. On fire. I've been losing mass. I've been eating a lot, but woo, look at these guns. All right, let's get into the fucking show. Let's get into the show. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Shell Shock CBD. You really don't want to buy it now, do you? I pissed you all off. All the fucking support is gone. Uh, all, the, all the support's gone. Nobody wants to support me anymore. And you know, here, here's the deal. That is a real life thing that we face sometimes. I understand that me having these positions, these opinions that go contrary to a lot of what mainstream conservatives view as truthful, I know that could impact this business. Every single one of us knows about this. But I still, we still push forward on these controversies. Josh doesn't believe the moon landing happened. Look, if you're going to boycott us, boycott us for that. <laughs> no, yeah, we, flat, we didn't go to the moon. <laughs> no way. But we come out here every fucking, and the podcast numbers are actually growing. We're very thankful for those that are sharing the show. But every single day, having these opinions that go contrary, and I know the things that I say, I know the things that I think, make a lot of people go like, John's smoking crack. But I feel like a lot of this stuff is founded in common sense. I want the truth on a lot of these things. I want a liberty-based government. I want small federal government. I want our border closed. I want lower taxes. I'm tired of being fucking lied to by everybody, political or not. But every single day we come out here, we put these opinions out there. Yeah, we probably lose a lot more support than we gain in actual funds or, or people spending money on our companies. Just put it out there. Because it was one thing to stand against the left and backing Donald Trump. It's another thing entirely when you stand against your own side against Donald Trump from some of the shit he's done. Then you're really alienating your crowd. So that's why these motherfuckers that call me a sellout, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You have no idea. I don't even, you know, I even had this one lady, and I love Andy Frisella. Do not get me wrong. I love Andy. But when we flew up there to go on a show, one woman DM me is like, I expected you to go harder on him on Trump. Andy and I filmed for about three hours. The first hour of that show, he did not air. Now, I've asked him to. He says he is. It's fucking fire. But Andy and I go at it. We debate Trump. I took him to the mat on everything. And I respect Andy disagrees, and that's fine. I fully love that about the dude. He's a, he's a real motherfucker. He really is. But I can't force somebody to air something they don't want to air. But I went in there, and I was like, look, dude, you know, and it, it wasn't like we got heated or anything, but he brought up things about Trump. And I'm like, okay, what about this? What about this? What about He's like, even admit, he's like, Trump, uh, you know, he's got a fucking, he's got an ego. That's his downfall. Andy at least conceded some points on that. But the point being is I went into areas where I knew I could get a lot of support from people and said, no, this is how I believe it, man. I could sit there and just bend over and say, ah, oh, Trump's like Moses. Oh, yeah. Where we go on, we go all. Trust the plan. 25D chess. 
I could easily buy into this shit. Like the, like the likes of DC Drano, who's got millions of followers. He's featured on Fox. Breitbart News has a shit all the fucking time. He's a fucking sellout. He's not going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you the popular opinion that you want to hear. And that's what these influencers, that's what these grifters do. They will rarely take a stand on something that is actually rooted in truth. Because if by and large the majority support it, that's their truth now. I cannot agree with that. So when people call me a sellout, bro... I'm probably the one of one of the few motherfuckers out there that has actually stood by his beliefs no matter what. No matter what. And yet nobody can give me an example where I sold out. Nobody can give me an example where my opinion was rooted in, in money or popularity. In fact, my opinions have gotten me less popular. I don't get asked to go speak at places anymore. Republicans do not like me. Republicans hate him. This is the man that will change everything. <laughs> you know, like the fat, like, you know... Dietitians hate him. He is the most successful man in the world. I don't get asked to go speak anymore because John Burke is not a diehard Republican anymore. So I'm just really curious as to where these, these accusations come from. You're a fucking sellout. Who did I sell out to? Who's paying me? You think DeSantis' team is paying me? I called out DeSantis the other day for the whole, he wants inquiries into Anheuser-Busch. It's like, uh-uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you're weaponizing uh, government to go after private and absolutely not. There's things I'm very questionable on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to take some calls earlier on the show. The number is 214-817-1689. If you disagree with me, you are more than welcome to come debate me on the show. I encourage this. Be respectful, though. Do not come at me fucking sideways and expect me to sit here and just be nice to you. I actually had a dude that uh, he DM'd me on Facebook, and we were going at it. And it was one of these accounts I'm about to fucking delete because it was a small account. I told him, I was like, dude, you're, go fucking kill yourself, you fucking moron. Uh, and then he actually, you know, it, the premise of it was that I don't, he was like, he didn't like my opinions on Trump. But then we actually made good on it. We actually made up. He's like, you know what? I respect the fact you stand true to your guys. Like, hey, cool. I love, I love, I could, dude, I love that. You come at me respectfully, I will be respectful to you. But when you come at me sideways, don't sit there and pearl clench when I smack you back. It's, it's no, absolutely not. Again, the number is 214-817-1689. If you want to debate me on Trump, you want to debate, bro, let's have a discussion. I'm I'm ba- I'm bad about it, y'all. I'm all with it. Word to your Target mama. The beat. Yellow. Hey, how you doing, fellas? What's going on, man? Oh, can, oh just uh, out in the sunshine, shoveling rocks, having a great time. Uh, love the show. Love the uh, products. Love what you guys do. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I got a couple of couple of thoughts that I wanted to share with y'all. Let's do it, man. What uh, you got? What you got? First, though, well, it seems, and mind you, I uh, am fairly conservative on most all, all my views, mm-hmm. but I'm also a uh, Baptist preacher. Okay. Now I only say that because my uh, my thought is this. You, you, we see the okay. Democrats using uh, racism as really their rallying cry for uh, their base, right? Mm-hmm. And I think more and more we see Christianity being used for the same exact thing. You know, you're talking about that uh, fella played Jesus. Yeah, Jim Caviezel. Equating, uh, yeah, yeah, he's equating uh, uh Trump to Moses. Yeah. You know, it's a very effective thing when you take something recognizable, this recognizable figure. 
uh, for a lot of people, especially that older generation that they still look to uh, theocracy as being the best way to yes. to do things. You know, if, right. if somebody doesn't agree with me, well, yeah. they're, they're just wrong and they're going to hell, that sort of <clears throat> mentality. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's absurd when you look at, at uh, what they're doing with it because it discounts everything that it means yes. to be Christian. It discounts yeah. everything that it means <clears throat> I'd seen a, a friend oh. of mine. His name is Chris Reopen over on Twitter, and he is a massive DeSantis fan. But I think Chris is also he's been on the show, too. And I do like Chris. I like Chris's passion, his enthusiasm. But Chris has also allowed himself to turn mm-hmm. into one of the biggest DeSantis cheerleaders out there and starts making these claims of DeSantis is going to do this. It's like, OK, now you've put the cart before the horse. And I feel like that's a very dangerous precedence to set. But this and the reason I bring this up is Chris went after Roger Stone at CPAC, I think it was or maybe something else. Okay. But he went after Roger Stone and Roger Stone tried to weaponize Christianity in a means of deflecting Chris's accusations. Uh, Roger Stone had accused DeSantis of some very disgusting, like having an affair, which wasn't true. And then Chris is like, hey, man, as a Christian, why are you levying these accusations? And, you know, Roger Stone was like, I'm going to pray for you. I was like, "Okay, now what you're doing is utilizing Christianity as a shield to run interference on any accusation, to deflect any accusation you have levied at you because you're basically a fake Christian. I I do not like people that try and use Christianity to juxtapose any kind of opinion that they disagree with. Say, well, you know, because of this, like, wait a minute. This has nothing to do with Christianity and everything to do with where you're standing on an issue morally, which I guess you could say is tied to. Exactly. But I don't like people that will sit there and try and, um, the biggest one I see is that when they say, um, you know, judge not lest you be judged. Well, I feel like there's just so much you can dissect with that because even God or Jesus said, by their fruits, you'll know them. Well, the fruits are indicative of their actions exactly. and what they actually believe. So by their fruits, you should be judging them, but not in the judgment sense of kind of like, well, you're going to hell, but in a sense of like, look, I don't think that you're in line with God. Therefore, I am not going to partake of what you have to offer. And I will separate myself with you because Jesus also said, what fellowship is light with darkness? But people want to take one little bit of it right. and not put it in proper context. It's like, look, God gave you the spirit of discernment that you can, I mean, you ever walk into a room and you kind of feel something's off, that's your spiritual discernment that people, you know, and some people have that gift, a lot of people don't, but it's like, these are gifts that God has given us. And when you try and trivialize or minimalize them, just simply to prove a point, I feel like a lot of people are misrepresenting certain scriptures or passages of the Bible simply to justify their narrative. It's like, no, you can't sit there and take like cherry pick it. You got to take it as a whole. So when people say judge, not lest you be judged, there's condemnation that comes into play with that. So yes, any parent, like, I don't know if you're a father or not, but if you're Baptist, you probably are. They, they reprodu- You guys reproduce like rabbits. Y'all are everywhere. Especially <laughs> black, black Southern Baptists. Oh my God. They're like, you think they're like part Mexican. There's like kids everywhere. But anyway. anyway well, they got to keep up with the Catholics. There you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I feel like when, when it comes to things like that, people will try so hard to um, rationalize their position by taking, like I said, cherry picking, but it's like, that's not the way it works. You have to take everything he said, but people have just become so, so adamant against judging others. It's like, well then, and and this is the last point I want to make. If the reason I ask if you're a parent, if you're the father or the mother of a child 
and you know that your child is going to a school and at that school, he's going to have to face people that don't religiously align with your beliefs or morality. Hey, don't do drugs. Hey, don't beat up and pick on the small kids. Hey, don't make fun of the girls. Don't pull their hair. And so you teach that child that based upon how that kid acts, you have to judge them accordingly on whether or not you want to be friends with them. So therefore at court, you are judging them, but not judging in the sense of saying, look, I'm better than you looking down, but judging the same simply of the context of, I see your actions. I judge them to be immoral, reprehensible, and I want nothing that Jesus judged. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, because Jesus did something we right. should too. I mean, go go walk on water and see what happens with that. He wasn't saying God. But you get where I'm going on that one. So I just, I feel like there's just, when people say, right. you know, judge not lest you be judged. Well, uh, God even said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. So that it, it disproves the point that God right. loves everybody. Hated. Hated. Oh. It, it does. And, I think we see, you know, it's, it's human nature to want to use your biggest, um, your, your strongest point against somebody else to get them to conform yeah. to living the way that you want to, right? It's, it's that tribalism. Yeah. But yeah. we see throughout, uh, throughout the Bible that we are given discernment. We're also given the obligation to love, but not love the sin, right? Not yeah, love yeah. what we love know the sin or hate the is sin, being yeah. done wrong, but to love the individual. Yeah. Um, but we also see that we're to, to keep ourselves uh, separated, if you will, from those things that we know are wrong. Yeah. Right. It, it, but it takes away the uh, individual's obligations, uh, the individual's uh, yeah responsibility uh, to in, be able initiative, to initiative. I suppose responsibility. Thank you. Uh, to to uh, operate to, to walk the way they talk, if yeah, you will, yeah. when they can just sit down and, and keep pointing fingers, which is difficult uh, to do when they stretch the it, it's, it's, it's difficult. Right. And that's part of what I, I really appreciate about you, uh, is that you do seem to uphold the things that, uh, that you are constantly saying, you know, and, and I, I know that you get a lot of heat for the things that you say, uh, hey man, it's, oh, it just means you're going in the right direction, right? When you that's one of those things. That means that uh, you're over the target. Yeah, I mean, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> okay. You know, people are going to disagree with me on social media. That's, I mean, that's that comes with the uh, that comes with the territory. So it's not one of these things. Like I'm, I'm like trying to make these comparisons. Of like, look at me. I got like a cat of nine tails. Like I'm basically Jesus Christ because I got beat up. It's not the same. It's not remotely the same. But it's definitely right. it, it showcases right. that you know when you do want to stand up for what you individually believe in. Um, especially when it runs contrary to, to the, to the social norms or the political norm or the narrative, whatever you want to call it, like even seeing the sound of freedom stuff, you know, I, dude, I, I'm almost 40 now. And I recognize in my brain when the flags go up, it's like, John, are you sure you want to go down this road? Because the drama you're going to bring about the negativity, the nonstop attacks, the disagreement, you know, do you do, you really want to go through this minefield and I will sit there at first and be like, no, not really. Let's just let it go. And then it starts to build. And then it starts to build. And I see more things like, dude, people got to know. People have to see this. And then it gets to a yep. point where it's like you start to stand up exactly. and start to speak out. And then other people are kind of like, well, you know, I was kind of thinking that too. I was just afraid to say something because uh, the fear of condemnation for my friends. Like, dude, who gives a damn? Who, who cares? And so it's kind of like, you know, exactly. if you have at least three or four good friends in your life that you can really rely upon and consider your extreme confidants, then who cares? I'm not, I'm not in this world to make a lot of mm -hmm. friends. I'm just not, it's not possible. So I feel like I, I hope I inspire. And even if they disagree with me, that's fine. But I hope I inspire enough people to, to stop caring 
about the opinions of others so much that you silence yourself into submission. Because when we have that, I mean, it's going to blend into other areas of your life that you're not going to stand up for yourself when people come after you. And I feel like it kind of, it's like the anti-bully approach that you cannot eliminate bullies from society, but what you can do is make yourself bully proof. And, I, and that's what I hope I inspire in other people. Right. I mean, actually, I, I, let me, I'm, I'm lying oh, about that. Sure. I don't care what I inspire about. I'm not going to sit there and, and posture myself. As, <laughs> I'm, no, I just, I'm an asshole that likes to, forgive me. I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm a jerk that just likes to put his opinion out there. And that's really it. You take it or you leave it. So I'm not going to sit there and position, like, pretend like oh, I'm, I'm doing so much to inspire. No, I really don't give to, I don't think about it that way. I just see it more of a, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to sit here and pretend right. like I'm some kind of spearheading some kind of movement. I'm not. It's just a dude that has a big mouth that <laughs> likes to mouth off. But anyway, thank you for your call, dude. I really appreciate your, uh, your, your, <laughs> hey, thank your, you. Absolutely. Have fun digging those rocks, by and the way. I got, oh, thank you. I got one more comment real quick. If, yeah. if there's a second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> um, I, I think the, uh, this whole vaccination thing is the new AIDS epidemic. Uh, we see a lot of people that uh, are, are freaking out because they're seeing these terrible consequences mm-hmm. for it. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're the one that bent over and, uh, and did, the, did the dirty unprotected without knowing all the risks. And, that uh, is the truth. You know, that is there, the truth, and it some, sucks. Uh, <clears throat> some, it does. It does. And, uh, you know, it's, it's free choice. Do whatever you want to do. But... Uh, you can't run away from consequences for no, your actions, yeah, no matter yeah. what your mental state is when you make those actions. Yeah, but exactly. And that's, you, know, that's, you know, that's all. And it's, it's such a weird position to be in because, and thank you for your call, by the way. And I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's such a weird position to be in because right now um, I see all these diehard Trump supporters that are talking about like Trump is good, but, but, like, but Trump fathered the vaccine that killed a lot of people. You know, everybody starts talking about the conspiracy theorism that goes into behind the uh, the blood clots and stuff, which again, and Ron DeSantis brought this up. He said the people that got the vaccine in Florida, 80% of them, 80% showed signs of some type of blood clot. And we, we saw the one doctor that had did the autopsies. He said he's seeing arteries inflamed and inflated like he's never seen before. Right. And these people had the vaccine. Like, there is something there. So the same people that are sitting there simping for Trump, that are turning around and condemning the vaccine as killing people. That was Trump. If Trump's going to save the kids and he gets accredited for the things his administration does, then you cannot exempt him from receiving criticisms on the vaccine that has killed people. But if you refuse to so do it, don't be upset when they do it again. Folks, am I wrong on this one? I don't feel like I am. And I'm not saying this is a single issue thing, but it's a pretty serious issue here. It's a serious thing. If we want medical autonomy, if we want the freedom to choose... And you saw that vaccine that was given Operation Warp Speed, which signifies what? You rushed it. And then you turn around, you give Fauci a presidential citation. What am I led to believe? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. That's just me. Let's take some more calls. I lost my pen. Let me find my pen. Ah, the number is 214-817-1689. I think we should turn Fridays into just like take calls all day. Wouldn't that be like a chill Friday? Like you just call in and shoot the shit about whatever. We're already going into an hour and six minutes of today's episode. Um, yeah, people are saying Rumble's screwing up. Go over to uh, Kick, kick.com slash John Burke. Uh, it's still streaming over on Rumble. But yeah, I, I posted the link here. I'll, I'll post it over here. Kick's running fine, folks. Download the Kick app. It is free. It doesn't cost you anything. Kick.com slash John Burke. I get the beat. So... 
Yellow. Yeah, hey, John. Um, it's uh, East Coast in the chat. Um, I just wanted to go back to the Center uh, Freedom thing. So yeah. the whole criticism thing, I think I think people are like the ones, the people that are accusing critics of being like cause of pedophiles who have got through your hard drive because that's a science yeah. movie. I think they're talking about the ones that are criticizing the plot, number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, number for sure. Two, yeah. They have a pro- yeah, and then you have a problem with the movie doing so well at the box office. I think it's like they have a problem people that have the con- problem with the concept of saving like kids that are yeah, absolutely. There are there. Let me clarify on that one. There are yeah. three camps in this in this on this subject. Yeah. There's the far left camp that is going to criticize. Uh, the movie for QAnon conspiracy, yada, yada, yada. And the Jim Caviezel and his posts and stuff really don't help with that. But it also doesn't matter because it has nothing to do with the actual saving of kids or what the movie's about. And so the left is going to criticize this because at the root cause, we're seeing the attempted normalization of pedophilia under the banner of the LGBTQ. This is something we've seen for the last, what, two or three years in the culture war. And that's what pisses me off about when Trump attacks DeSantis. DeSantis has been fighting this in Florida at such a level that I have not seen any other governor go to the level that he's done. That's why I do not like that Donald Trump is attacking this guy, even for political purposes. I think it's stupid. But secondly, that's the camp that, I, like I said, are trying to normalize pedophilia because of inclusivity, love is love, and you see them attack anything that runs contrary to that. They try and control the language. They try and control the narrative. They try and normalize certain words. It's no longer pedophile. It's minor attracted persons. This is Marxism at its core. We saw the Chinese do this. The, the communists is the same thing. Control the language, normalize it, and then demonize those that don't say it how you want them to say it. Uh, and the left has done a very good job of doing this. So that's one camp, okay? That, that is one camp there. Now, the second camp yep. is uh, right now the right. And the right is basically lauding mm-hmm. this movie up there. And the metric they use by showing how successful it is is about how much money this movie is making. But still nobody has brought to me any receipts or articles or any statements by Angel Studios, anybody involved, that this money is going towards actually helping human trafficking. So if your money is going into pocketing people and making them rich, then you really didn't accomplish anything. You just brought awareness that people were already aware. They just didn't care. That's the point that I am trying to make. Now, in that same camp, that camp that is on the right, they're basically trying to juxtapose the left by saying if you they're criticizing the movie because they're trying to hide stuff. But they're also taking that accusation and applying yeah. it towards the middle camp that I'm in, which is saying, yeah. Yes, the left is trying to yeah. demonize this because they're full of shit. Yes, the right is not going to put anything out there in regards to being negative about Tim Bauer, because if we do, then the person that we basically made the face of this movement is going to lose faith. Then the movement loses, apparently, of what they think. But I'm sitting here looking at this from a financial yeah. standpoint saying, wait a minute. I think that there's holes in the 990s that need to be investigated, because ultimately, if we really give a fuck about these kids, then we should be looking into all of this. So the right basically looks at me as if I'm on the left. The left looks at me as if, well, you're just kind of just stupid, whatever. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's not so simplistic as left versus right. There is a centrist point that I think is more rooted in common sense saying, I am not trying to cast stones at trying to save kids. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's saying that I feel like if we want to be even more effective, stop buying into these generalized statements that are rooted in bullshit to make you feel good and start saying, wait, it's like, it's like a politician saying, well, I'm going to end the war in 24 hours. Okay. Sounds good. How? Well, I'm going to end the war in 24. How motherfucker? How I want to see some plans here and nobody's asking for the fucking plans. So when I start raising my hand up saying, wait a minute, everybody's like, stop questioning the narrative. John, stop trying to fight against this. Why are you supporting evil? It's like, I'm actually one of the very few that's sitting there saying, um, I'd like to see a plan of action on this. I'd like to see where this money's going because I kind of feel like there's some holes in your stories here. Sounds like something a racist would say. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where I'm coming from, man. And and that's one of those things that you sit there and you try and rationalize it. And that's probably my first mistake. 
You cannot rationalize yeah. positions like this with irrational people. It's impossible. They refuse to see it because they are so bent. And it's like trying to argue with a QAnon wackadoodle. It's like, bro, I am sitting here saying, yeah. is Hillary in jail? Did all these things that you prophesy politically come to pass? No, but you still believe it. And, and this is the thing I love about it. QAnon is rooted in hardcore Christianity. And Jesus said, if a false prophet comes out there, makes a prophecy, doesn't come to doesn't come to pass, that's a false prophet. So why aren't these devout Christians condemning anyone that supports QAnon that is rooted in conspiracy theories and bullshit? That is also akin, or it's tied exactly. into Christianity. But nobody wants to do it. And the other part that I've kind of realized about it is because I'm just fucking intelligent and people don't think the way that I do to the levels <laughs> that I do. And instead they just take it at a very super, I'm, I'm not trying to like suck my own dick, but I do think in depth yeah. on a lot of things that I think most people are just cosmetic on the surface, which there's nothing wrong with that. But when you think to the level I do, it's because you come from a place of extreme skepticism and paranoia brought on by life kicking in the nuts so many fucking times are people making promises to you all the time. It's like, you know what? I'm getting tired of being lied to. So the way to prevent myself from getting hurt again or being lied to is start putting in some boundaries with politicians saying, look, if you're going to make this claim, you better have a plan of attack and it better make fucking sense. That's where I'm coming from. So That's at the true. core of this, people don't want to actually realize or understand or come to the conclusion of I'm actually more on their side than they actually realize. But if you want to attack me, that's fine. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, I think that my methodology is actually going to achieve results versus just say, taking something and saying, I went and saw a movie. I'm doing something. Get the fuck out of here. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I don't know what yeah, you called like, it, but like, there we like, go. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the movie yeah. yeah, see, yeah. It was, it was that. Cause it was just like this other influencer, Eric July, the one that just made like $3.7 million in under a month because he was a new comic book company and he just made uh, another special campaign. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he, he says that you can't, you cannot uh, uh, argue like with someone because uh, there's someone out of position that they got there by way of emotion using logic. You have to get them out of it the same way they got in, yeah. Which yeah. is by way of emotion, which is why the whole mocking and shaming comes in. And yeah, only if they got there by logic, you get them out of by logic. Yeah. Another thing with the whole the 99 form thing. Yeah, nine ninety. Yeah. yeah, this. Yeah, do you think that this may be another case of? BLM, except swap out racism with child trafficking. You think this is another like BLM, BLM style grip, possibly? The whole, the I, wouldn't, whole I wouldn't go to that extent. I see what you're saying. I wouldn't say it's to that level. Yeah. I think BLM was a grift from the get go. Yeah. I think that R has done a lot of good. But I feel like there's a lot of, yeah. uh, from what I'm seeing, I, I feel like maybe there's just a lot of fiscal irresponsibilities. I saw the same thing for Project Veritas. You can't say anything about the precious prophet yeah. James O'Keefe, because if you do, then you must be on the side of the left versus like, again, I brought this up multiple times. Yeah. You're dropping 12 grand on a Christmas party, $20,000 on a production of of Oklahoma that you yourself start. Then it starts to raise flags saying, okay, well, if you're fiscally irresponsible with 20 to 30K, that just tells me that you're going to be fiscally irresponsible with millions. So then I'm going to be looking at especially you with extreme- Especially if you donate to it with your money. Do what? Especially when you're donating yeah. your money to the cause. Absolutely. Because if you tell me that the cause is ABC and then after you, you've received and taken my money, then you go and do, uh, you know, DEF with it. Well, then I think like, you're, you're kind of yeah. misrepresenting your causation and you allowed um, some corruption to come in there and infiltrate and kind of change the purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing. And I see that in James O'Keefe. And I'm starting to, I'm seeing that in a lot of different organizations out there. I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like if we look at politicians, because I feel like, if I make the statement 
that we should be completely skeptical of politicians being of the position of power that they are in and position of you know, the sphere of influence and police as well because of the badge that they have and the positions of authority that they, they basically have there. And most people would give me a north and south on that one. They would agree. It's like, absolutely. We should always be skeptical. We should always be paranoid. Well, then, if the salary of a politician is roughly 175000 going into Congress, starting out, and, of course, they walk out the door being worth millions, then why is it that we cannot be skeptical of people that are basically handling millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for donor money that are saying it's going to be used for X, Y, Z, when, in fact, sometimes it's not? Why can't we be skeptical of that? But people will just be like, well, because they're so yeah, tied into their identity. the government taxes. There you go. There you exactly. Appreciate your call, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah, welcome. I love watching shrimps walking on underwater treadmills and shit. Just dip my fucking dick already over there. <laughs> Spend my money, gummy. <laughs> Regulate me hard like, for that. Uh, see, at this point, yeah, yeah. Like at this point, with all the fucking that he do with, with your freaking taxes, I mean, yeah. like, what's another dick in the ass? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like you know what? <laughs> I feel like I've been fucked in the ass a little too many times. I've had enough, and I think people started like coming to the understanding of. You know, it's about time we started speaking up about these things like the overtaxation, all this other stuff. But yeah, it's there's a whole thing you can unpack on that. But again, thank you for your call, dude. I appreciate being an avid listener. Yeah. Uh, the number is 214-817-1689. Feel free to call in. We are live over on the Kick app. Apparently, we're getting a lot of issues with Rumble. What, what's what's the deal, Rumble? Russell Brand has on Ron DeSantis and everything's working fine. Everything's great. And then we do our show. Man, everything just goes tits up all of a sudden. Just Hail Mary. Just Hail Mary this bad boy. Yeah, he's got to get on Russell Brand show to boost those numbers. Bro, I'm telling you. No, I, I don't think the Santa's going to take it. But then again, we'll see. I don't know. Polls lie. Polls are not accurate. Yeah, we'll see. It's pretty far out, but I mean. It, it's still, I mean, we still have a long way to go. I just don't think he's doing himself. I don't know. I think his campaign launch he was very underwhelming. He would be better served had he waited till the next election cycle to cut the throw his hat in the ring because it's going to be such a shit show at this point. It's going to be a shit show. And whatever hold on. Trump you're, does, you're, you're telling me that in 2028, because, it wouldn't be a shit show. Trump is still in it. He's going to be the biggest thing on the stage. I think, uh, well, I don't know. There, I feel like people are starting to wake up to, no, no, no. It's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing. I don't know. I, I think the Trump's base is going to wreak a lot of havoc on America. Yellow. <laughs> Hey man, how's it going? What's going on, brother? Yeah, another uh, avid watcher. I've been watching your uh, your stuff. Hell, I think ever since you had your uh, your car rants and stuff like that. No, oh, appreciate uh, that, dude. Sheba. What's up, dude? But uh, you know, I think some of these things that you're talking about, were as far as uh, like uh, the vaccine stuff, cuts both ways. Yeah, yeah. No, no one should be playing victim on that stuff. I personally, yeah, I got pressured from, you know, two and three stars. I regret having taken it. Mm -hmm. I've had some medical side effects of it since I retired. Mm -hmm. But, you know, back, so I was also working in healthcare. So honestly, yeah. I'm looking back at, okay, we were sold a bill of goods by yep. a number of physicians saying, hey, this is going to help keep you, it's going to help keep your patients safe, stuff like that. And then yep. to, to look, learn later on, Hey, we lied through our teeth and then we threatened your careers on top of that. Yeah. So we shouldn't play victim, but at the same time, there's a little bit of give on that one because yes, yes, I will. Yes. They were switching to take it. Well, you know, hold on. So first of all, I agree 100%. Yes, there is a little give. I am not trying to trivialize or make light of the position that people were were put into. 
Like make let make no ifs ands or buts about that. I am because dude, I, we we watched this unfold. We all lived through this. I think the only blessings that we had, quite honestly, knock on, was the fact that Josh and I had our own company, so we weren't relying upon any of that stuff. But even us, we we're like, we will not enforce the masks on our, our people. We will never enforce vaps. So fucking absolutely not. Even when they said in Dallas County that if people go to your store, you got to wear a mask. Like nope, we will not enforce this. Now that being said, though, <clears throat> it's this is not. Um, there's there's two different ways to look at this. The first way is the approach you just listed, which I am in full agreement with. Yes, the positioning of this was disgusting. It was stupid. It should never have existed. Direct violation of the Constitution, your medical autonomy and freedom. Absolutely. Yes. But it's the same people that were forced into this position. And when you have the positioning of itself, there's two different camps now. There are people that got the vaccine for whatever purpose. And I am not attacking that. I will never attack that. And then there are people that said, no, I will not get the vaccine and I'm going to face the consequences of standing up for what I generally believe in, or I, I really believe in. So we have two different camps here. I am not condemning either. I respect everyone's position on this because I do believe in the idea of when you're going to roll out a new vaccine, if people want to be willfully the guinea pigs, then all due respect, yes, great. You can be the guinea pigs. We're going to see what happens with this because you're always going to have to have that control group. Realistically, I wish we would have had way more time because, again, we've said this multiple times, the average vaccine rate or uh, rollout of a vaccine is five to seven years after clinical trials. We got that in less than six, well, less than a year. Okay, so they, they clearly, when they said Operation Warp Speed, they were being serious. Like, we warp sped this motherfucker. And people are like, well, you know, we rushed it through. You cannot rush through clinical trials. You, you, it's physically impossible. You have to see long-term effects on this. But anyway, in the camp that shows to well, actually get the, to, to get the vaccine, I have the, I, I'm not your enemy. I'm right there with you. I think that's bullshit. They made you do that. But it's when somebody in the camp that I just described tries to make it to the other camp that said, I am not getting the vaccine. I will sacrifice my career. I will walk away and I will figure out a different way, get a new job, yada, yada, yada. These are two separate camps. So when somebody tries to camp jump, that's when I take issue. That's when I take issue. Yeah, but, but I mean, even in, in situations like mine, no one should be saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm a victim, someone owes me, because that's bullshit. Because everyone, you know, that we were talked into it, assured that everything was fine and dandy. Look, everyone in the back of their back of their neck still had that little hair, you know. Well, hold on. on wait wait a second on say, that one, though. Well, wait, wait a second. You see, uh, you see, this is where it gets a little slippery. It's like, <sighs> okay. So the convincing the government did, they all said it was backed by science. And I think your average citizen is going to believe the government because your average citizen is pretty stupid. But when you do have people that are critical thinkers saying, look, wait a minute, we've seen the government lie about a lot of things. Why wouldn't they lie about a vaccine? So again, we go back into two different camps on that one. Those that believe the government blindly and those that do not. But it's still, like you just said, though, if you're sold a false bill of goods, then I guess that kind of does make you a victim. You were lied to. Well, Do you see what I'm saying? Well, That's why, like, it's I, it's, it's, it's a very slippery slope. But, but still, on, on the same time here, um, again, there's uh, a lot of them still kind of looked at it a little bit sideways and kind of went, oh, "Are you yeah. sure?" Yeah. So we gave the government the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And the problem with that one was, this is you got to realize this is just when Joe Biden came into office. The lies were not so stacked so high yeah. to where you believed absolutely nothing. I mean, with the FDA and the CDC and all the other agencies, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we've come through a lot on those things yeah. for years, and they were telling us the truth. And then all of a sudden, it was like, wait a second. Okay, don't buy your mask. 
Yeah. Okay, now you need masks. Wait, wait a second. Now these things started to stack up one on top of the other. And then it wasn't until months later that people started seeing, hey, symptoms. I, I've seen people yeah. with, you know, I, I get weird swelling in my feet for no reason. It's not, yes. you know, clots or anything. But I can't, I can't attribute it to anything. Right. So it is what, it's, it's an assumption that it's, yeah. it's, it's the vaccine. But well, hey, I mean, it is what it, it is. The common denominator uh, is the fact that you got jabbed. I mean, it's kind of, it's there. I mean, all, all things considered, though, it's Showstop CBD has seemed to help a little bit with the daily pain, as well as, uh, yeah, your 1920 brand. That's, that's my new favorite. So when your stuff's coming out there, I'll be buying more of it. Oh, appreciate that. But yeah. So there's a little plug. I, I just, and, I, I think, and one last thing that I love to go. Yeah. The only way you're ever going to get jobs to not support Donald Trump is to tell him that, that Donald Trump personally certified as plumber. Yeah. <laughs> that might do it. <laughs> Donald Trump appointed Dawson Plummer. That's the show opener right there. Yeah. That's the show opener right there. I yeah. love that. <laughs> that is the only thing me. that will get Josh to stop voting Donald Trump is if Trump certified his plumber. <laughs> Bro, thank you for the call. Man. <laughs> that I thought he was going to go with moon landing on that one. That moon Donald landing. Trump said the moon landing was real. I was like, eh, then he just lost Josh. Well, I was going to say, if you believe the moon landing, you... <laughs> He still took the shot at it. vote for him, though. If Trump said he believed, I think Trump, Trump probably does, but that would the moon landing? Yeah, that wouldn't yeah. deter you from voting Donald Trump. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think he did more good than bad during his presidency. I mean, even if it's like 40, 60. Oh, uh, I think then, you're making two different comparisons there. I mean, because you talk every time you bring up why you want to support Donald Trump, it's because who of else economic reasoning. Who, who else well, is there that can win? now. Yeah, I just don't think DeSantis no, is no, the no, right hold on. If you want to go to polling, if, he, if you want to go to polling right now, Donald Trump's getting beat by Biden. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, now, well, I'm still going to vote now, for him. Hold on now. Wait what? a second now. That We're going by the polling. Vote for, uh, you, you, Biden. The polling is the gospel of Donald versus DeSantis. the gospel. You just said he's polling. Like Vivek Ramaswamy is polling. Yeah. Uh, you, so you're People saying. Hold in a second. And now, then well, you said DeSantis should measure these things. Exactly. The measurements are inaccurate. Yes. But then I, I you mean, can't we'll sit see. there and justify and say one is gospel. And then you have another poll that says Biden's beating Trump in the polls. And then say, well, that's not real. Well, you know, who out of all the Republican people running for office right now, who all has won the president? presidency who's lost the presidency who's won it who's lost it uh majority of them who are running right now uh, but right? donald trump lost in 2020 but did he win no yes. he did he win 2016 he did but okay, then he so went he's in 2020. the only one that's won but he's also the lost so he's got okay. one for one against which cancels it all out across the <laughs> it's one more win than the rest of the people <laughs> but have. donald uh, ron DeSantis. i was gonna say donald DeSantis. Donald DeSantis. <laughs> desantis run his florida uh, won his florida governorship and then one is re-election by a landslide. So that's not the presidency. That's still Florida. Yeah. And it's also paved the way for a lot of other states. Time? What? With Donald Trump's endorsement? Yeah. How did he win it the second time? Yeah. Without it. Because of all the things that he put actually pulled higher and the numbers were higher without Donald Trump's friggin' endorsement. Yeah, I think he did a great I think he's done a great job. I agree. In Florida. I think he's a great governor. I think, but if I think eventually that, he'll be a great president, but I think it's such a shit show for this election cycle too that you know anybody who's really good is probably going to get overlooked because of that's what's going why I on think right Donald now. DeSantis, when you have Jesus, I'm doing it again. I don't think when you have I Trump being indicted three times for yeah, we could say it's bullshit. I'd say two out of three are the one isn't as far as the uh, not handing back over the National Archives. That's when they told him to. Uh, even that sounds like bullshit it does, to me. It, there's a lot of skepticism right in that goes house. on. Yes. When you have you know Clinton, Bush, Mike Pence, right. Joe Biden, who has thousands of documents yeah. in the garage. I mean. It's bullshit. But at the same token, when they, were, when they were told to give it up, they did. 
Yeah. And this is what this is what you see. Here's the thing. And if he I goes back and forth with the national I cannot make an accurate statement on this because I feel like there's a lot of bullshit involved, like you've yeah, just said. I think there but is. it does not mean that I'm automatically going to go with the assumption that Trump is also fully innocent. I don't know. Yeah. I but don't. I do feel like the indictments the DA Bragg brought against them. We read those indictments. They were bullshit. That's not going to stick. Over in Florida, though, there's something there. Like, because we talked to Marina Mevin, I got to get her back on. I think I there's something know. there. The ones in Georgia that are about there, I don't know if they already dropped or not. Yeah, there's still a lot of bullshit. I think that's why they're like, they're trying to pile on right now. And they're trying, the more shit they throw, yeah. the more they think is going to stick. And I don't think that's the case. But I'm not going to sit there and automatically assume that he's fully innocent in a lot of the stuff. When he actually talks about in that audio interview with the CNN reporters, like, I could have declassified it, but I didn't. I shouldn't be showing you this right now. It's like, ah, uh, bro, you're really digging yourself in a hole on this one because now I'm led to believe that you kind of made stupid decisions, which if we go based upon the stuff that Trump has done in the past, he has made some stupid decisions. Yeah, he has. So made that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I can't sit there and say he's fully innocent. I can't say he's fully guilty. I don't know. No, but I just I can't just go full on in one camp and say he's fully innocent now. And the thing that makes it so difficult about that is that that we've seen for the last six years, they've come at him with everything. So I also feel like, yeah, they have tried to weaponize the deal, which they did. The Obama did it. They tried. They that's exactly they did. Russiagate, the spying of the, the but the FBI. same token by that. Like, I did keep just saying the fucking token thing by that same premise. Well, the token say, <laughs> I'd say that there's been so much going on in the past. I cannot just automatically assume, though, this is one of those. I, I think that sometimes maybe there is a kernel of truth in that. And it's like, but when they find that kernel of truth, they're going to try and exploit that maybe. and magnify it to a point. It's like, wait a minute. Like, look, let's just say that he did store some classified documents in a way that he shouldn't have. If he broke the law, that's one thing. But what's the magnitude of charges are going to levy against him for this? Because then it's like, okay, wait a minute. You got him on a technicality, but you're taking this technicality and you're blowing it way out of proportion. That's what I see them trying to do. You know, when you have Hillary Clinton storing classified yes. information and in a bathroom happens. on a server. Yeah. And then she jokes about it. And yes. she jokes about it. And nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, and if you think about it, system. in the grand scheme of things... If you wanted to put those two back to back as comparison, what Hillary did was way more fucking dangerous, and really, way more dangerous when it came to classification. I'd like to see what he does to these people if he gets back in office. I mean, because I think it's like Dude, I, scorched earth. I don't think so. He didn't do it his first time. Well, well I think he want to get back into the White House for the second time. So I don't know. But I the think first time, look at who, who did he surround I think himself got a lot with. To prove. I think he he said that himself too. He didn't surround himself. So that makes I mean, me question you, your picker. I think but your again, broken. if you line up a row of turds and you're like, "This is your pick," pick pick out your cabinet. You know, and then mean? all of your picks are garbage. Well, a good chunk of your picks, yeah, are they're garbage. all turds. So, but it's just kind of like, well, then maybe you have a turd picker, and I shouldn't trust you based upon your picking of turds. It doesn't matter who it is, though. I think it's whoever. Oh, it I is. think so. It's it's all the same people. It's when all you the surround same players, yourself with the likes of Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, Sebastian Gorka, and these other fucking yeah, talking heads a, that are just yes men, a, they just are like the server. Yeah, I'm not a Cernovich or whatever this nerd is. Like Roger Stone. I mean, well, but this, again, this I think those guys dude, were like who is this unjustly like, arrested by the FBI? Like yes, breaking into yes, like that the Mar-a-Lago bullshit was bullshit. I agree. I'd like him to get in just because of all the shit that they have done. These people are such scumbags. But I think DeSantis could bring the same scorched earth, if not better, because I've seen his picks. Maybe they're not bad we'll see they're not bad i just uh i don't know i, just I don't think know be, i, I don't think know. it's gonna be trump i think trump will get in i think trump is gonna secure the primary but, again, but I, I don't think trump is gonna win in the general but because i don't think trump is running against biden yeah, i think there's something else whoever it is you know they need everybody's support they need all the republican support so I agree. they need 95 they also need ballot harvesting yeah. and trump has been yeah. against this that's why i'm kind of like bro well, I hope hey, people in the uh 
and these states are doing their own ballot harvest. Oh, they are. They're going to. But again, if you're leading the party, though, and you're saying stuff like, you know, Scott Peterson, if you know who Scott Peterson is, I think he's a diehard Trump supporter, but this guy actually goes out there and he he drives to these states and he tries to uh, get people registered to vote. Like this guy actually is a ground pounding foot soldier and he works for the GO. I'm sorry. He works to help the GOP. I'm not saying for the GOP. And Scott Peterson is probably one of the nicest people that you will ever meet. He doesn't attack the Sanchez supporters. And I think Scott Peterson. Does he have long hair? Yeah. Okay. I think he's gay too, but not that I'm saying that negative thing, but that's like some of his identifiable uh, traits that people bring up about him is the fact that this dude is so nice. He does not condemn people for voting outside of Trump from what I've seen. But even Scott Peterson talks about like, we've got to get involved with this stuff. Cause this guy, if you want to talk about like eye on the sky and the sky guy on the ground, that's the dude to go talk to. I need to, I need to DM him and see if he'll come on the show because his insights on the stuff, he can tell you firsthand is like, we need to do the ballot harvesting. We've got to play them and beat them at their own games. And if these games are legal, why are we not participating? So when you've got the leader of movement, Donald Trump saying, well, you know, we're just going to swim them and, you know, don't vote early. It's like, okay, uh, I think that you're working against yourself at this point, which makes, again, makes me question, how good are you at doing this? In fact, it should be full speed, full speed ahead. Damn the torpedoes. Let's go. But instead it's like, well, you know, we're going to show up. We're going to overwhelm them. It's like, you didn't in 2020. I and the ballot really harvesting needed, caught us. Yeah, got I think us. you really need to uh, have voters turn out in mass numbers like in 2016 because that's what they did early expect. voting all of it do yeah. everything I'm i not think that's why cheap. those polls were so skewed in 2016 is because they didn't anticipate agreed first time voters and that's why i think that the right made the same mistake in 2020 we did not see the yeah. level of what they were going to do and then we did it again in 2022 of course i mean <clears> arizona's <throat> election though that looks like there's a lot of shenanigans there's going a, there's on there's there. something fishy about and that. again the 2020 election a lot of shenanigans <clears throat> going on I, a lot of shenanigans. I feel like there's a lot of shenanigans in every election. But again, when I say, when I see that a lot of these judges and many of which were Trump appointed judges threw these cases out saying you don't have enough evidence here. I mean, there's the Wisconsin thing that we saw that like at two thirty in the morning, it jumped up. It's like, wait a minute. Hold it was Wisconsin. Up. It was Michigan. <clears throat> Michigan it, was, yeah. it was every state yeah. that Biden was trailing in. But and, that's the other question. But it was though, exactly if, like, what if, Trump said was going to happen, happen. Why did Dominion Software sue Trump? Trump made these same claims that Mike Lindell did, but Dominion Software didn't sue Trump. Why? I don't know. But again, I'm, if you I'm go back to the 2000 that. election, Bongino mm-hmm. just played this clip on his show. In 2000, when Bush won, mm-hmm. he had all these Democrats saying that Gore won. Yeah, the hanging it, chads. All that Hingley, shit. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, always existed. on and on and on yeah. about election interference. Yeah. They didn't win it. And they do it every time they lose an election. So what they're doing. Both sides do it, yeah. Yeah. But now I feel like this is going to be the automatic stance people take if we do lose an election. Oh, it was rigged. I'm like, because if we do take that approach on every single election out there. Yeah, and Bush probably did cheat. Oh, I have uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they all I mean, cheat, quite honestly. Yeah. But at the same token, though, I gotta, I gotta, oh, I gotta stop saying that. Uh, <laughs> at the same fucking token, I still feel like when so say for example, if the if the position that we automatically take now is that the election was rigged and that's the only reason we lost, if the real causation wasn't due to it being rigged, and we're just putting out shitty candidates, or there's a reason we're losing, such as ballot harvesting, we will never come to that conclusion as a group as a side, a political side. Instead, it's going to be, let's just blame an election that's being rigged, but that doesn't get us anywhere. Versus we can say, look, stop putting out gun grabbers like Oz. Stop endorsing the people like Herschel Walker that can't even piece two sentences together and people have no voter confidence in. Stop putting out shitty candidates. Stop funding races in Alaska that don't fucking matter, McCarthy or McConnell. Like these are issues that nobody wants to focus on 
on, on like a grand level. Instead, it's just like the election was rigged. That's it. Walk away. It's all bullshit. Versus saying, wait a minute. What if there's other ways we can be more effective and actually win some of these elections? Why not? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. All right, let's take uh, one more call. Uh, actually, no, hold on. Let's we got to get into some of these uh, things. Um, <clears throat> uh, ATF gets roasted on Twitter. Anytime you roast the ATF, it's a good thing. For posting range photo with agent breaking gun safety rules on Wednesday, the House Office of the uh, excuse me the Houston Office of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives tweeted a photo of an ATF Austin agent at the gun range that appears to show an agent on the wrong side of the loading table with at least one gun pointed. At him. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. Wait. What? Okay, hold on. No, hold on. Wait a second. Now, look, I hate the ATF. I do. Um. Okay, so if you're if you're watching the show live, uh, there's a picture at a gun range. There are firearms on the table. Uh, they're pointed towards the direction of the range. But there's no magazines in these weapons, and they should be locked and cleared, bolts to the rear. Uh, maybe that's a gun range rule. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of disagree on this one. Now, if there were magazines in those weapons and the bolts were forward, uh, yeah, absolutely, you don't fucking want. But you know, realistically, you don't want to walk in front of a weapon whatsoever. But sometimes you are forced in a position where you do have to flag yourself, but under the most safest conditions possible. Uh, if anything, the weapon should be stacked up, barrels pointing towards the sky or towards the ground. But you also don't want to put your weapon on the ground where there's dirt or it could be walked on, so you do put it on the table. I've actually done this. Um, am I am, am I wrong on this one? Now, maybe I'm wrong on a technicality. Not in my book, buddy. Not in my book. Uh, you know, by that token... Um I just, I kind of, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. I kind of think like this is like majoring on a minor. Uh, they said the range is on the left. Uh, looks like the firing line is behind him. And they said he's on the opposite side of the loading table. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like the, the range is on the right. But either way, I mean, does that matter? If the weapons are unloaded, bolts to the rear, no mag in the weapon, and they've been cleared, and you put them down on the table, uh, it's kind of big boy rules there. That's just me. But then again, it's the ATF, and they're kind of retarded, so maybe I'm wrong on it. Yeah, I really don't care about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, my God. Uh, the transition boy castrated by doctors warn kids about perils of gender ideology. Um, patient for life. Kobe said, I was expecting it to help with my mental health and it didn't do anything. I just wasted so much time. And all I did was really was become a medical patient for life. I mean, you didn't see this. I mean, I mean, come on. A young male who formerly identified as a trans woman who was castrated and became a patient for life as part of the gender affirming care wants to warn others not to follow in his footsteps. He discussed the story of his of resilience and learning to accept himself for who he is for the first time with Fox News Digital. Kobe, whose name is being withheld for privacy reasons. So he went with Kobe. <laughs> I mean, you really went with Kobe? Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> um, had checked every box, what they call a trans adolescent. He was always effeminate, loved pink and playing with Barbies. If he was never exposed to gender idea, you know, you know what I love about yep, this? Just like Dick. <laughs> like pink, playing with dolls. 
But doesn't this kind of fall into the trap the left sets for themselves? Like, oh, so you're saying there's linguistic profiles. You're saying that pink is only attributed to women. But it's like, well, you kind of do when you start trying to say that your child is a trans. Suddenly the pink is representative of women. Playing with dolls is a female type of uh, trait. But now, like, I just love how it's like, oh, you shouldn't define an entire sex based upon that. It's like, but then you also make transitioning decisions based upon that. So, again, have have some consistency in your hypocrisy, please. Please. I don't know. These people are idiots. Sorry. Yeah, the parents of this kid should be slapped across the face. Yep. Kicked in their balls. Yep. He said, I felt unlovable as an effeminate man in society and everything. A feminine boy, actually. I was never a man. I'm trying to reclaim my manhood now and everything. It's hard. I have breasts. I have the hip development of a woman because I started the estrogen young. I have no gonads. Uh, you know, it's hard. My skull never really masculinized. Yeah, they I'm screwed sorry. this kid up. You can't blame the doctor on that one, bro. The doctor, I it's think like, can. That, I don't think so. I well, think I mean, there's equal, yeah, uh, equal you know blame what? to be... Let, let me, let me put it this way. If you're above 18, no, you don't get to blame the doctor. If you're below 18, yes, you can blame the doctor, but you should more so blame your parents. I think because there's enough blame to go around to everybody. Because <laughs> yeah, any doctor who would take fair. a Hippocratic oath yeah. and then mutilate a child or anybody for that matter for yeah. no reason, yeah. you're, a, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. I agree. You're a but once you're over the age shit. of 18, though, that doctor is no different than a mechanic for the body. He's paying you for, to provide a service because that, you know, it almost seems like you it's know, cosmetic. It's yeah. If it's different than getting like um, breast surgery. But you are getting get, breast surgery or like a boob enhancement, something like that. But you are getting that. As, I know. But, but you're also taking like, on the chop my dick off, though. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I posted not. a clip on TikTok yesterday of talking about that and they flagged it for community violation because I talked about uh, going to the Muslims complaining about trans kind well, of funny a woman who has a mastectomy because of breast cancer and yeah. then she goes and gets uh, fake know, boobs yeah fake yeah, boobs absolutely yeah understandable yeah absolutely yeah but when you start to like do this to children oh yeah across the board it's wrong yeah across the board but I also feel like there comes a cutoff to where when you are at the age of accountability and you are now a full-fledged adult and you are tried as one you can't blame the doctor anymore because you're you're now an adult I, I just, because if you don't, where's the line then? Do we get to blame the doctor when we're like 30 something and we, you went through this process? Like the doctor should have known better. It's like, bro, you're yeah. educated. Yeah. You had you had access to the same thing and you chose to do this. I'm sorry. It should be. <laughs> I, I, would, I would blame the doctor equally for doing it. I don't know. I feel like once you're above the age of 18, you can consent. You can consent to it for sure. But I don't know. I just think it's a terrible thing to do because most oh, of these I, yeah. people regret it after they do all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's more studies that show after people transition that they're more likely to commit suicide than before. Oh yeah, for sure. I love this fucking retard in the chat. Ricky Max says, talk about what we can do to save the nation instead of talking about soy boys. Uh, I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about and ban your dumb ass forever. Bye dipshit. Don't you ever come on my fucking show and tell me what the fuck to talk about. Who the fuck are you? Bitch ass. Thanks for listening though. Crack ass cracker. <laughs> fucking nerds. Why don't you ever fucking come to my stream and tell me what the fuck to do, bitch? The news article. What can we do to save this nation? Uh, vote. I mean, stop transitioning, kid. Stop trying to invade the capital. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm invading the capital. Fucking these idiots. What am I gonna do? You sound like one of those fucking dudes that lives in a trailer park. What am I gonna go go trust the plan? Go worship Jim Caviezel. I mean, what the fuck can we tell you? Bunch of idiots. I hate these morons. Um. <laughs> That's upsetting to me, though. Isn't it? Like, I'm like, what the kids. fuck? Talking about a soy boy. Yeah, talking about this is an issue that educates other people to understand. It's like, look, do you realize if you go through this transition, you are castrated for life? 
You cannot reproduce. You cannot achieve an orgasm. Don't you think that's something serious that should be discussed when somebody like this dude wants to come out and talk about this and say, look, I was lied to. There was propaganda. Don't you think that's kind of important as well? What a fucking idiot. What a moron. What that translates, though, to is talk about what I want you to talk about because, you know, and that dude doesn't even subscribe. You don't even pay me. Fuck you. Fuck you. Motherfuckers. What a dipshit. I banned them. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I think that's fucking hilarious to me, though. Leading leftist J-Pal faces GOP censure for calling Israel a racist state. Three House Republicans are aiming to punish the Progressive Caucus Chair. House Republicans are moving to censure Congressional Progressive Caucus Chair Pramilia J-Pal uh, over her comments last week calling Israel a racist state. Uh, is she Muslim? Jayapal? Yeah. Uh, it's the latest rebuke from against JPL Dewash. If I had a guess, I would say yeah. She's probably, probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're the most racist people out there sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah, the black well, Muslims in Congress, uh, the likes of Rashida Tlaib, Elhan. Oh, they're very fucking racist. Uh, they go after the Jews nonstop. Let's not even kid ourselves. How many of the Jews do you see going after Muslims in Congress, though? None. None. But it's okay for Muslims to go after Jews. And this kind of feels like a representation of Palestine versus Israel. If Israel laid down their arms today, there would be no Israel tomorrow because Palestine would destroy them. If Palestine laid down their arms, I think there would still be a Palestine tomorrow. Yeah. I really feel that way. I think some of the, I think Muslims in Congress are some of the most racist motherfuckers out there. You say some of the most dumbest shit I've ever heard. And that's just a Muslim versus Jew thing. I don't think we support him. Look at, oh my gosh, she's like a bug eyed freak. Dude, she looks like that dog from uh, Men in Black, the pug. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Dickerson says Israel is an ethnic-based state, not a race-based state. It's an ethno-state. You have Jews. You have Jews that buy uh, nationality and Jews by actual blood genetics. That's why you can be a Jew and say, I'm not a practicing Jew. I don't believe in Judaism, but I am ethically a Jew. So there's a difference there. Wait, I mean, no, I mean, there's a difference in like America. It's like I'm not American by, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, American in nationality, but there's not a race of Americans. There's no race. We're a, a mix of races from everywhere, all over the wild. Except for, well, just no, a cocktail not, of jizz. Not, okay. even, not even Native Americans, because even they migrated over. So, yeah, there's no such thing as an actual race of American. It's just a nationality of American. Am I wrong on that? Probably. Yeah, we're a bunch of fucking mutts. That's the beauty of America, though. Well, she looks like a mutt. She does look like a mutt. Uh, Buttigieg says, DOT investigating why Delta Airlines passengers remain on a plane in extreme heat. Passengers on Delta flight sat on Harry Reid International Airport tarmac as temperatures climbed above 100 degrees. Holy shit. Harry, Harry Reid, which one is that? Where's that? Harry Reid International Airport. Uh, I don't know. Said Department of Delta Airline Pilot, Las Vegas. Oh, hell no. Ew. Sitting on the tarmac on an unair conditioned plane in Las Vegas in the summer? Fuck you. No way. So the department is investigating why Delta Airlines passengers in Las Vegas remain on board a plane that sat on the tarmac in extreme heat. Uh, the reports are shocking. And we are investigating. I want to know how it was possible for passengers to be left in triple-digit heat on board an aircraft for that long. Even at normal temperatures, a tarmac delay is not supposed to go that long. And we have rules about that, which are actively, which we are actively enforcing right now. Buttigieg says, I don't trust whatever he says. The guy's an idiot. The plane reportedly sat on the tarmac for hours on Monday. During the tarmac delays, the transportation department says airlines must provide comfortable cabin temperatures and begin moving the plane within three hours of a delayed domestic flight to a location where passengers can exit. I think it should be sooner than that one. I think it should be like an hour, hour and a half tops. Tops. 30 minutes. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, if there's a delay, get them back and like unload them. Yeah. Yeah, that's like three hours. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hmm. 
The department said it would hold the airline accountable for any violations. Eh, whatever. Um, this is the part I love. Listen to this. L.A. Times article labeled peak climate idiocy after floating occasional blackout for the greater good. One user surmised that the Los Angeles Times was finally saying the quiet part out loud. You got to love this. So let's just backtrack a little bit here. Let's let's turn our eyes back to the past and see the things that Governor Gavin Newsom, who is just in his infinite wisdom, uh, recommend. So, for example, we're going to ban uh, gas powered mowers. Gas-powered ovens, gas-powered stoves, gas-powered anything, gas-powered cars by, what was it, 2035, 2037, something like that? Yeah. So then you're putting a bigger strain on the electrical grid. But then you're coming out and you're saying now, like, uh, and they already have rolling blackouts, by the way. That's already existence. But now they see um, the Los Angeles Times is saying the quiet part out loud. In a Thursday Los Angeles Times piece, writer Sammy Roth questioned what is more critical, keeping the lights on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, or solving the climate crisis. I'm going to go with the former. Because <laughs> your climate crisis is rooted in bullshit. Al Gore predicted, even Greta retard Thurnberg predicted, by now we'd all be dead. In the 70s, they said we'd run out of, uh, what was it, gas? There's a yeah. massive gasket. Never happened. So the oil was going to dry up in 10 yeah. years. Didn't 80s happen. was acid rain. Yep. Didn't what was, happen. What was 90s? Ozone layer. But these people now want to bankrupt economies to float your bullshit propaganda. Yeah, and we're tired of it. It's, it's a, a grift. grift. It's a massive fucking grift. It's a way to tax everybody. The Times behind the courtroom content, uh, contention is a highly technical dispute and part of the larger conversation about how much blackout risk is considered acceptable in society. Additionally, the peace question of society's expectations should evolve in the name of preventing climate catastrophe. Uh, last week, lawyers representing the Sierra Club in California city of Glendale provided arguments over whether to continue operations on a gas-fired power plant located across the Los Angeles River. The city has argued that the plant is needed to avoid blackouts and catastrophes for its nearly 200,000 residents. I mean, you've, you've basically admitted that your ideas of saving the climate is causing a bigger power strain on the grid electrical grid that cannot be sustained if everybody is driving a tesla and that tesla is pulling at a 240 240 and everybody on the block is doing this in a city that city will not function that is too great of a strain so even elon musk himself comes out and says this is not sustainable right now it is because you've got it's peppered in teslas are peppered in around the economy around the country but when you put an entire say for example city on uh, a massive power draw voltage draw it's going to go out it will not be able to handle that load. Buttigieg can, though. He can handle a lot of loads. Oh, hey, yo. Yeah. Hey, yo. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, as we steep, as we steep deeper into the insanity that social media has created in regards to body dysmorphia and the like, listen to this. The Barbie movie. New York Plastin Surgeon offers Barbie of your dreams experience with a $120,000 full body makeover. You want, to about, you want to talk about doctors like inflating body dysmorphia? You want to talk about doctors that contribute to this insanity? This is one of them. Dr. Scott Byler has three patients signed up for the Barbie or Ken plastic surgery package. Is this is it okay if I talk about this? This is terrible. Idea. Can I, can I talk about this, or should I continue focusing on what we can do to save the country? 
even though we talk about that literally every day, every day. Is this, can I, should I unban that guy and ask his permission? I'm just, just curious. You want to save the country? Should I, is it the, I'm Trump. sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Life is, pla life in plastic, it's fantastic, right? I wonder if like Barbie girl singers Aqua are like, like rekindling this in any way. Cause remember they had the Barbie girl song that I think they got yeah. sued over it, didn't really? they? I don't know. I think they that was did. a long time ago. Ahead of the highly anticipated premiere of the Barbie movie, one of, the, one of America's best-known plastic surgeons reminds fans that he can turn them into a real-life doll. It's pretty much the whole Barbie experience head-to-toe. You get your nails, you get your hair, you get picked up for the surgery in a pink Corvette. Long Island plastic surgery, Dr. Scott Byler, also known as Dr. B. Fixon, said on Varney & Co. Friday, what a fucking nerd. And whatever you may need, a body surgery or face surgery, we will get you as close as we can to your Barbie of your dreams, continued the, the, the surgeon. In tandem with the world movie premiere of Barbie, uh, starring Margaret Robbie and Ryan Gosling, Byler's Practice is offering patients a Barbie or Ken package for $120,000 or $110,000, respectively. With interested patients from all around the world trying to book appointments, Dr. Byler clarified that only three individuals have paid and scheduled their Barbie package surgeries, with one being a Ken. Are you removing the dick? Just, just, just curious. You talk about a Ken experience. Gonna chop that thing you right off. You chopping the dick off? We going, we going smooth. You get to like soap the uh, the vagina. Nothing there. Each patient gets their choice of three different body surgeries and two minor face surgeries. If you did want to be the Ken, I do like six pack etching. We can add fat to your muscles and give a what? I didn't know you could do that. You can add fat to your. Those are two different tissues. Fat tissue and muscle, those are completely two different tissues. When people say you can turn fat into muscle, uh, no, you can't. You can reduce fat and increase muscle, but you cannot convert one tissue from another to totally different things. He stitches it up like a pillow, so it looks like a six I'm wondering pack. if that's what he does. That's what it sounds like. What the hell? We can add fat to your muscles and, and sort of give a more muscular appearance. So he's talking about manipulating the fat tissue in their fat, uh, fat cells. You can inject it into the muscle, and that gives the appearance of a stronger, bigger. Ah, oh, a lot easier than working out. Absolutely. Why don't we just pay this a couple guy's grand? Got it. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can put it in the jawline, the cheeks, the chin. He detailed. Um, on the women's side, the surgeon explained that his office has been making Barbies for years now. It's tailored to whatever they need and what they look like, Byler said. So for many of these women, it's lipo 360, which is liposuction of their stomach, their back, their sides. And we put the fat in their butt, a Malibu butt lift. What's the difference between that and a Brazilian butt lift? The name. Is it the same I thing? Know. I don't know either. I think this is insanity. Yeah, he probably does a lot of transgender surgeries as well. I bet he does. I'm, I'm gonna guess he probably does. Chops off a lot of a lot of penises and, and boobies. Got a bunch of jars full of wieners. Hmm. Well, bad news for him. Great news for every other single dude out there and married dudes. I guess. I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, get you out, get out your hall passes, gentlemen. Sofia Verga is now getting divorced. Sofia Verga returns home to Bouquet of Flowers after Joe Mangelino, uh, Mangelino, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, files for divorce. Sofia Verga returned home from her birthday trip to Italy to plenty of support. The Modern Family star received a couple of massive flower arrangements from friends, including famed florist, blah, 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 I don't give a fuck. Although the florals are likely meant to honor her 51st birthday, they also appear to be acting as a kind gesture following Verga's estranged husband, Joe, officially filing for divorce Wednesday. The former True Blood star, 46, cited irreconcilable differences. There we go. There you go. As caused, the couple split and said in court documents that he would not contest their prenuptial agreement. 
Um, she's 51. She is 51 years old. This woman does not age. She does not age. Listen, he, <clears throat> he wanted kids and she didn't. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the reasoning behind it. Who's saying that? That's what I just saw on Twitter here. Oh, I, I don't know. Said reportedly he wanted kids and she did not. Uh, we have made the difficult decision to divorce. The actress told Page Six in an exclusive statement on Monday. As two people that love and care for one another very much, we politely ask for respect for our privacy at this time as we navigate this new phase of our lives. Now, realistically, I don't care. Sucks for them. But at least they're staying cordial about that. I can respect that. That's awesome. That's good to see. You're not dragging each other through the mud. Fair enough. But, uh, hey, guys. She's back on the market, or about to be. For 51, she looks fantastic. Oh, she looks incredible. Like, Colombians don't age. I've dated a Colombian. They do not age, which is incredible. Like, that's really good genetics. Them Latin women, whoo! Latinas! I'm telling you, there's something about them spicy Latinas. Spicy Latinas. Um, But no, she. I mean, she's known for being up there in age, 51, and looking like she's in her mid-early 30s. It's yeah, they just she's did a, very a side beautiful by side woman. comparison on Twitter of her ninety eight and her right now, and no difference. Done. Yeah. Oh, she is. Whew. She's hot. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, I mean, she's pretty funny though. On what is it, Modern Family? Yeah, I think she's in that one, and she's married to Al Bundy. Yeah, guy who played Al Bundy. Right. But by the way, a lot of people don't know that guy's like a, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He's a badass. Is he really? He is. If you go look at a, a lot of his personal stuff, that guy grapples hardcore. He is not name a Ed. So I can't think I of can't his name. Remember. What was it? He played Al Bundy on uh, yeah, Married, with, Married children. with Children. Another great show. Another amazing show. Let's see, chat. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, it was, yeah, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, thank you. You nailed it, buddy. But yeah, uh, he's uh, he's a grappler. That guy's like hardcore into martial arts, but uh, he plays her husband on that modern family. Right. And they do a very good job. It's a very funny show. It was up until they started introducing trans kids, and that's when I stopped watching Oh, I didn't it. know they did that. I, uh, I saw one episode, and they were uh, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's... Uh, a little girl now. Oh God! Like, well, I mean, you could have seen that when you had the gay couple on there, and they really I'm put like, that okay. in. Like, oh, yeah. Well, folks, that does it for today's show. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for tuning in today, y'all are freaking incredible. Um, if you have not done so, go check us out on ShellshockCBD.com. If you could go share the show, go leave us a review on iTunes. It's given us the option to do subscriptions on iTunes now, but we got to have subscriber-only episodes. So I might make Friday's episode subscriber only that nobody else gets access to, which would be pretty cool. And I think it's like 99 cents. So if you want to go subscribe on Apple on iTunes uh, for 99 cents to get access to like maybe subscriber only shows, that might be a thing we just start doing. Like every Friday, the show is only going to subscribers on iTunes. I don't know. We can take in calls, bullshit with people, hang out. Who knows? But uh, just something to think about. I'll be uploading this show on that to test this out. And let's just see how it goes. Uh, you know. It's 99 cents, you stingy bastards. Go check it out. And if you could, uh, all the reels that we're posting over on Instagram and on, on Twitter, help us out, retweet them, share them. We really appreciate that. Uh, dude, the downloads are definitely growing. It's helping. It's growing. And again, we cannot thank you enough for that. So I hope you have an amazing kick-ass weekend. Go do something for yourself. Go start a hobby. Go invest in yourself. Take a walk unless you're in Texas, which you'll die because it's so fucking hot out right now. Or just stay inside and enjoy the AC. I am going to be going home today and playing more of Diablo. I'll probably be streaming that later on Kick, though. I love this game. It's a, it's a great game. It's simple. It's to the point. Shut the fuck up, Josh. We're Fortnite. Right. This hell. <laughs> fucking nerd. Anyway, <laughs> you got anything to have, my man? Have a great weekend. And as always, the moon landing was real as fuck. Never happened. <laughs>